The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. What does it mean to be a citizen? What is what is citizenship? I mean, there's residency, there's citizenship, there's... You can live a place and not be a citizen. You can legally live in places in America and not be a citizen. Yeah. So what's the point of being a citizen? Why do we why do we have citizenship? Citizenship, although compared with residency and the privileges of citizenship, the responsibilities of citizenship have become blurred. And there's a lot you can do as just a resident and not be a citizen. There's still one piece of citizenship that makes it different one overwhelming significant piece that is now being kind of downplayed or its significance not valued and it has meaning too and the difference is being able to vote that's the difference at this point between citizenship and being a resident a legal resident you can come from another country. You can live in Chicago. You can live in Peoria. You can live in Jacksonville. You can live wherever legally. And you will engage in all legal custom or local customs, festivities, privileges, responsibilities. If you live in Jacksonville, Florida, having moved in, you know, temporarily, you know, as a legal resident from somewhere else in the world, do you have to pay taxes? Yeah. You pay all the taxes everybody else pays. Oh, okay, great. And hey, hey, can you get a driver's license? Like, yeah. Can you travel like everybody? Yeah. Can your kids still go to school? Yeah. All of that. It's all the same. The difference is voting. And why? Why is that so important? I mean, you may legally live somewhere 20 years, 30 years, 40, legal resident 40 years. So, I mean, you're there. The difference with allowing only citizens the right to vote means that only citizens, people who have made a pretty substantial commitment to the future of that area in this country, get the right to shape it with their votes. I mean, yeah. If you're a legal resident for 40 years, pretty big commitment, right? I mean, that's that show. <laughs> okay, I've been here. Great. Well, then great. Take that final step. Maybe you didn't know you were going to be here 40 years. Should we have given you the right to vote on day one? I mean, maybe you had it in the back of your head. Maybe I'll stay here. Great. Make the commitment because those people and only those people should shape the future of America and have the power of a vote to say what all citizens, all other citizens are responsible for. 
what commitments they have. Becoming a citizen is not easy. Trans, uh, transferring your citizenship, saying, okay, I'm going to give up my citizenship in, in Ukraine and become an American citizen, it's not easy. It's not easy for Americans to become citizens elsewhere. So it's not something you're going to do really quick. You're going to say, well, I guess I'll be a citizen here for a while. It's not like when you move state to state, you go, well, I'm a resident of California now. Let's go out and get a driver's license and everything's the same. No. It's supposed to be a hurdle that you have to get over and cannot do easily because then, theoretically, you've decided, okay, I'm going to make this commitment. It's going to be difficult. And it's not going to be fly-by-night. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to make it in haste. I'm not going to decide to change in the future. I mean, it could, but it's going to be another difficult hurdle to get over. And that also supposedly helps us decide who is worthy of being an American citizen. People that are willing to work for it. I mean, yeah, that's a broad term, but it's still applicable. You're willing to work to become a citizen... And you're willing to work once you are a citizen. And there's a testing period. There's a, there's a testing period where we get to see, okay, you're a legal resident. You're working towards citizenship, right? Okay, it's going to be a few years. We're going to keep our eye on you. Don't, don't commit any crimes because that's going to show who you are. And maybe we don't want crime committers here in America. Not when we have the choice. Why would we let you in if you're going to commit a crime? Okay, are you working hard? Do you get it? Are you out there rolling up your sleeve? Do you value work not just for the paycheck, not because just because you're trying to put you know bread on the table for the family, but because you see the value in a hard day's work, whatever that work may be? Are you willing to help out? Are you of good character? These are the tests that come that other citizens should be observing, that the system should be observing if you want to become an American citizen. That's what that period is for. Otherwise, why would we have a waiting period at all? Legal resident, boom, citizen, done, you're out. Why even have a waiting period? What's the purpose? To determine who's coming in this country. To determine who we want to share our birthright with. And we're willing to. Americans are overwhelmingly and have for centuries said, we will give up our birthright that was paid in blood by our fathers and mothers and our grandmothers and grandfathers and cousins and siblings and maybe some people that you know. Maybe you've served, didn't pay for it in blood, but you paid for it. We're willing to share all that. And we say, We just want to make sure who's coming in. Is that so unreasonable? Is that so difficult to understand? That's all we have left when it comes to citizenship. That's it. On Monday, San Francisco began registering non-citizens to vote. Including illegals. Forget Hmm. the illegals a moment. Just registering non-citizens to vote is reprehensible. 100%. What is the point? What is the difference between legal resident and citizen then? What is it? You've, what, why would you tie your hands? I'm just going to be a legal resident. I get everything. It's exactly the same. 
but I'm not going to tie my hands with citizenship because I might just want to go back. That's having your cake and eating it too. What's the difference? Why, why would anybody make that commitment? And if you're not willing to make that commitment, I'm not sure I want you around. In fact, I'm pretty sure I don't. Making that commitment is exactly that, a commitment to the future. You have skin in the game now. You've taken those steps. You've spent the maybe $20,000 to become a citizen. You've gone through those hardships and you've given up just a little bit of your past. Just a little bit of you who you previously held allegiance to. You've said, you people, I want to be a part of you. And I'm willing to do the hard work, spend the money, and I'm willing to give up allegiance to everybody else. This is like saying, I'm going to get married without having gotten a divorce from my previous wife. I'm not sure I want to give her up. And just, you know, and we all just live together. It doesn't work that way or it's not supposed to. Because you also, when you become a citizen, a legal citizen with full rights to vote and everything else, having gone through that process, hopefully in there somewhere, you've squirreled out what it means to be an American. That extra little I was going to say belief in, but it's beyond that. That extra little bit of love for freedom and appreciation. That's the reason I love immigrants so much. Those that that do it legally, love it. Because they're like, hey, this crap sucks here. Somebody else is doing it right. And I'm willing to go through all of those hardships. Think about the people who went through Ellis Island. This was not easy to get here. Many of them saved and scrimped and suffered just to get enough money to come here. And what, what do they carry with them? They couldn't bring many of their possessions. A handful of things they could carry with screaming kids and trying to pack enough, you know, stale bread and salami or something to eat while they were living in steerage for a week to cross the Atlantic. Or those that came across the Pacific from the West. Same thing. They couldn't call home. They could write. The correspondence was written And it took weeks and weeks just for a person to get your letter and back and forth and you may never see them again. That was a commitment because they said, damn, there's a better way to do things in the world and it's over there. It's a commitment and a passion and a love for freedom and hard work and I'm willing to bring my culture to that melting pot and we will all be better people for it. And now these dirtbags in San Francisco and a few other places around the country want to take away that last little piece of what it means to be a citizenship and that last little bit of responsibility of people who want to be here. That's it. I, it's only bad from here. This all started because in 2016, voters in San Francisco opened school elections to non-citizens. The, there are some parameters, though. What are they? Well, um, non-citizens must be over the age of 18. They have to be city residents and have children under the age of 19. Okay. Okay. Uh, why? Yeah. Why? why? Why do you have to have children? Yeah. Well, why can't I have older children? Well, the other children are, you know, in school. So you want to be able to, you know, have some say in what the school yeah. is. Um, why does it matter if I have children at all? Yeah. You mean to tell me a resident of San Francisco that has no children? 
um, shouldn't have say in the schools because you want your community to be more educated? Well, if you're going to start putting up parameters after allowing non-citizens to vote, why would you have any parameters? And why do they have to be over the age of 18? Why shouldn't somebody 15? They're in school, theoretically. Shouldn't they have a say? It's not just non-citizens. It's illegals. You're willing to let illegals vote, but you go, no, no, you have to be 18. No, no, you have to have children. And further, why do you have to be a resident of San Francisco? Why do you have to be a resident of the U.S.? How come somebody in Liechtenstein right now can't vote for the schools in San Francisco? Yeah. Riddle me that, Board of Supervisors. Why not? I'd love to ask them. How come people of, of other areas? I have an opinion of what they should teach in San Francisco schools. Why shouldn't I? Uh, Doc, because you're not part of our community. Oh. So, you know, people part of your community. That sounds very exclusive, doesn't it? That's not very inclusive. Well, we want to do things our way. Oh, I see. Does your our way consider the future? San Francisco Supervisor Hillary Ronan said, this is a no-brainer legislation. Why would we not want our parents invested in the education of their children? Because they're illegal? So I should be able to work wherever I want on the globe and uh, have full voting rights and whatever. Yep. Hmm. Now there was some opposition to this. Good. This which you go, okay, thank God there's some people because this, it passed 54% after failing twice before. Mm. So you see the metric, what's going Mm -hmm. on. The attitude is shifting. They've been chipping away, chipping Mm -hmm. away. They finally got it passed with 54% support two years ago, and now it's being rolled out. And non-citizens, including illegals, will be able to vote in school elections. I suspect down the road they'll uh, extend this to local elections and maybe even state. I'm pretty sure it's only federal elections that they cannot allow non-citizens to vote. But who knows? That could just take an act of Congress and signed by future president, and boom, the whole thing changes. But there is some opposition. Good, good. Some people saying no. Some of the opposition was that non-citizens uh, voter rolls. So if you're if you're a non-citizen and you vote, and you know they keep a record of it, the rolls, because uh, those would be open. Anyone could look at them. Could uh, be used to target illegals. <laughs> so the opposition was, hey, <laughs> hey, if we allow non-citizens to vote, this is going to be trouble because the people could look who those non-citizens are and then. Target them to be kicked out of the country. Send them back home? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Thank God the opposition is yes. you know, getting to the heart of the important mm. stuff there. How dare you send them back to their homes? Hmm, you don't want them to suffer. No. Wow. Chicago also has a non-citizens can vote rule in place. Interesting. Uh, Maryland, some cities there. This is not completely new. There have been some cities that have, well, we'll say local municipalities, because I think some were, count- some were counties. Uh, in the past. This is not brand new. It has not been um, in mass. It's not been common, but it has happened in the past. Boston City Council is now considering it as well. Hmm. So you have San Francisco, you have some city, uh, cities like Chicago, some cities in Maryland, and you also have Boston City Council voting on this soon. Anyways, I think they may have been voting Tuesday night. Oh, wow. And theirs would include um, legal permanent residents, visa holders, and those on temporary protected status or DACA. It doesn't say illegals, but 
it says non-citizens. Yeah. I mean, specifically San Francisco's are, no, illegals can as well. A lot of the other places have just said residents, legal residents, not necessarily illegals. So, But you see the, the tide is turning in this thing. Yeah. This is the big push. Eventually used to get illegals the right to vote, to make it legal for them to vote in cities all across the country. And this, if you couple this with that uh, Ortega chick, yeah. Ortiz, what the hell's her name? Cortez. Cortez. Wow, that was way off. Yes. That chick from New York who just won the primary and the the big push support for democratic socialism. What do you think's going on here? Yeah. A massive, massive change is underway. Mm. And unfortunately, me and you, people in this audience that value freedom first and foremost, are going to be the ones left out in the cold. Because the only people battling this right now, the only people that are having traction when battling the democratic socialist and these social justice warriors and these crazy youths of America that have no concept of the past and history and the damage that's been done by those who advocate for socialism that always end up in fascism or communism, the only people battling them are some asshats on the other side. I agree with, I don't know, 40, 50, 60%, whatever it is of those assets, but they get a lot of crap wrong as well. They have their own authoritarian principles. So I'm forced to side with them and take less bad. Mm -hmm. Mm. You got the socialists that are reprehensible, absolutely unacceptable to me. Or I could take these people who are... About half reprehensible and half unacceptable. Well, I guess I stand with them. Where are the people uniting to say there are certain standards, (laughs) reasonable standards? We still allow over a million people to legally immigrate here every year, 100,000 from Mexico alone. Where are the standards that say, hey, we just expect you to do it the right way and we expect the border to be secure And we also expect citizenship to matter. You like what we have? Join us legally. Accept the melting pot. And if not, don't come here. That's a pretty tame standard to be able to take part in all of the bounty and security and safety that America offers. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Doc Thompson along with Chris Cruz. You want to join us on the Twitter? It is at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. And we use that hashtag, what I learned today. So if you've learned anything throughout the broadcast, please share share it with us. I have already learned all kinds of things, such as uh, which is very, very nice. It's uh, shocking. I don't understand why these concepts are so difficult. Actually, you know what? They're not difficult. Mm-mm. It's just people have a different agenda. Yep. We had um, Keith Ellison, the congressman from Minnesota, who's also head of the DNC, who basically advocated for open borders yesterday. He claims that national borders create an, in, an injustice. 
an injustice. What? Now, I've given Keith Ellison his due. I've been very critical of some of his crazy leftist progressive ideas over the years. In the past uh, month or so, there was, I think, a couple days in a row or within a couple days of each other, a couple comments he made calling people out, and he was right about it, where they were not being consistent. And I said he's right about that. So this is not just bagging on Keith Ellison. He's wrong about this. He called for the elimination of national borders. I at wow. least give him credit for going bold. Most people oh, yeah. want that. Yeah. They're just not willing to say get rid of the border. Mm-hmm. Open border. You know, it would be nice if we could have open borders. Oh, yeah. But there's a reason you have it. So you know who's coming and going in your country. And number two, so you can protect your border. Do you know how, um, uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, he called for the uh, elimination of uh, national borders. (laughs) He said it creates uh, an injustice for people who want to migrate for the purpose of work and, you know, so on and so forth. Come on. Shut up. Um. An injustice? Nothing is guaranteed. There, there are no guarantees. And do you think government would be capable of enforcing a non-border? No. How do you enforce a non-border and still have a strong country? Yep. Your country is partially defined by borders. This area here is ours. We will defend it. How? Look at it. Look at it like it's your house. Okay, I'm going to open up my house. Anybody can just come and go. Now, uh, real quick, guys, you're you're pooping all over the place. This is not only disgusting, it's a health hazard. Health hazard. We have multiple bathrooms, so just go ahead and use them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're still pooping everywhere. Okay, <laughs> how do you enforce a law like that yeah. when you can't even uh, define your border? Because you've already opened it up that non-citizens can vote. You've lost it. You've lost that little bit of control that just says, here's the basic structure we need. Remember, I am first and foremost about freedom. Across the board, freedom. The absence of freedom is not fascism. Mm-mm. Or excuse me, yeah, the, um, the uh, extreme of freedom is not fascism. It's not, fascism is, is not the opposite of communism. The extreme right of all of this stuff is anarchy, complete Wild West freedom. Mm. Is that what you want? You know, it comes with that, by the way. We can we can have we can go that route. Complete anarchy. You got your little property. You know what that requires? You defend that property 24 seven. This is your territory. And marauders are going to constantly be challenging it because they want that property. Are you prepared to do that? Your family with shotguns out the window 24-7. Yeah. That's what happens. We've said as a society, how about we take one notch to the left, willing to give up some of those personal freedoms, just a little bit, for a basic controlled society where we don't have to defend everything we do every second of the day. You go into the store and you've got to constantly have your gun out. Pointing it at everybody. Back off. I'm just grabbing ho-hos here. Get that. Bang, bang. He was going for his. It's not really what most of us want to live in. No, of course not. So you say we have a basic set of laws, structures in place, a criminal justice system. Innocent till proven guilty. But if prosecuted, you will be punished for these crimes. Very simple stuff. 
that's where you're at. But if you don't have certain boundaries with that, it ends up either anarchy or you end up with complete government control. So if you get rid of these borders, how do you ever control these things? How do you ever say... And you know the perfect example? I use pooping in your house as an example. Yeah. What's San Francisco like right now? A poop in the floor and lots of drugs. I could I could not believe it. We saw the story in the last couple of weeks how yeah. San Francisco has human feces all over the place. Unbelievable. I thought they were exaggerating it. No. I really thought they were. I knew it was going to be bad. Yeah. And then I talked to Glenn yesterday and he said four years ago or two years ago, whatever yeah. it was, when he was there the at Super the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. He said it was everywhere. They couldn't believe it in a nicer neighborhood. In America, there's poop on the street. This is the paradise they've created in San Francisco. It's their progressive utopia. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Got some uh, stats for you here. Some interesting stats when it comes to immigration. I'll get to those in a minute. We'll also get some of your tweets coming up with the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, we've got that Beckinar coming up tonight. Tonight's tonight. the day you've been working on. Do we know what time it is? Uh, let me check that because I do have the I think time. it's in the afternoon evening, right? Yes. And this is a, uh, this is a free well, webinar. I think it's like 8 o'clock Eastern time. I think that's when I want to say that, but... Okay, we'll check and confirm, but it's a free webinar hosted by Glenn Beck, so it's a Beckinar, whatever that is, and I don't know if there's any difference between a Beckinar and a webinar other than Glenn is hosting it, but that's this is difference. legit. I saw Tika in the conference, in yeah. the uh, commissary. I saw him too. Yeah, I saw him too. Pretty cool guy. Did you uh, talk to him? Yeah, I did. Oh, um, I go, hey, Tika, talk. He goes, hey, Doc. I you know, little pleasantries there. And then we talked a little about the cryptocurrencies and that. And I said, listen, I said, um, Did you get the inside information? I did not. I didn't even ask it for it yet. No, no, because I'm going to see him today around the hall. Oh, okay. If okay. I ask him in step one, he's going to think I'm using him. Oh, but you are And that's, him. I am using him, but I just need to act like I'm not for a day <laughs> okay, or so. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. So I said, hey, how are you doing? We talked a little about cryptocurrencies. And I said, you know, we've been talking for probably about a year, year and a half about this technology and just trying to educate people because I believe that, that part of the blockchain technology, maybe not Bitcoin, but part of it and some of the cryptocurrencies are going to be around for a long time to do a lot of things. And he goes, absolutely. Uh, but... I said, it's really difficult to get the information. Then he said, well, we've done some seminars around the country. He said, and these have been really, really helpful with people that he's had people come up to him and say, this is amazing. This is, he laid it out in such a way so people can understand it. This is heady stuff. You're being asked to understand some things that is really beyond most of our grasp. Not that we don't have the capability of understanding. It's not within us. We do. Most people do have the ability to understand, but there's so much to learn. If you really want to master the concept, you would have to learn all about coding and blockchain and the tech end, like you work in that industry, and then also under have to understand economies. And beyond economies, you would have to understand currency. Yeah. And currencies are difficult enough. <laughs> By themselves, just understanding how currencies work. 
Very difficult. Very, very. Uh, yeah, so the, the cryptocurrency show is live today at 8 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern. It's free. Uh, Tiga Tawari is going to lay out all this technology. Glenn's going to host it. They're going to go through. I saw them setting up the cameras, and I think they started doing a run-through yesterday, oh, that's too. Cool. So this is not some fly-by-night. Glenn's just interviewing somebody, whatever. No, no. They are laying this stuff out. Yeah, and by the way, uh, I received a note yesterday from the Tika people, and they got about 9,000 registered, and they're predicting there'll be 100,000 people registered. So it's vital that you join early. Right now. And join the broadcast early, just oh, in so case. T- gotcha. Just so in case. Sign up right now. It's BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com. Uh, yeah, I mean, Glenn could have invited Tika here. Heck, he could have been on the phone. He could have got Tika on the phone. Oh, They could yeah. have slapped it up on Facebook Live or something else. And you know what? It would have been good. Yes. I mean, Glenn has a good understanding of this stuff, yeah. and he's a good interviewer. Tika knows the material. Mm-hmm. It would have been a good webinar. It, seriously, it would be really good. The fact that he came in a couple days early, and they're setting it up, graphs, pie charts, Glenn's got the chalkboard. I mean, they're laying this out to best... Get it into our little noggin so we understand it. And you, one thing we know about Glenn is that he knows how to lay it out. So, like, I don't want to say dumb it down, but he's able to dumb it down to people. You know, no, like, this is this hey, is what you this need. This is what you need to yeah, it's, understand. It's called layman's terms. This is one of the things we have to do on a daily basis. Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. Um, to be able to take concepts, even if you don't fully understand them as a host, and then take pieces and try to explain them in layman's terms, you're kind of a a, a conduit. It's not easy to do, but that's kind of what he does, and that's what Glenn's good at. Anyways, sign up today, BeckCryptoShow.com. Tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's absolutely free, BeckCryptoShow.com. Got a lot of Okay, do you know why I pointed the TV just now? Do you know what I was going for? The dress? And the lighting. Yes. Did you see the lighting? Yes. So I glance up, and it was really distracting. Uh, Fox News, they get the Fox and Friends people out there, and they're out on the street, and the sun must be coming up, and it's casting a bit of a shadow, and the lighting... In the shadow, looks red. Yes. You see how it looks red? It's yes. just that kind of morning hue yeah. thing. I don't know who the chick is on with them in the morning, but she's got a low-cut red dress on with some cleavage. Yes. And I looked up, and I saw her. Her neck and the top part of her chest, her shoulders, looks very red because red. of the lighting. Yes. Well, because of the natural protuberances <laughs> that are midway down, <laughs> the lighting casts different, and she looks like... Because you could see the top part of the cleavage there. It looks like she had a um, a bikini on and was in the sun and got burned, burned, except for the part that was covered. It looks white. And I was like, oh, my God, should she be in the hospital? Or something? She looks like a lobster, except those glowing white orbs. <laughs> Did it not look like it was bizarre looking? Yes. I mean, there's no producer going, get a light out there. Or get her inside. Back get her inside. inside. Back inside. Get her some noxema. We need something to treat that skin. It was so distracting. I was like, gosh, that's painful. Anyway. Uh, you got CNC Bronco saying, uh, will people with multiple personalities get multiple votes in San Francisco? Why wouldn't you? Honestly, wh- you, you keep tearing these these basic Rules. little structures yeah. down. Yep. Uh, yep. What is a citizen? What is a male? What is a female? You're tearing all of this stuff down. Oh. If you're blurring the lines of all of that, fine. We ex- Chris, we accept 182 genders. No. No. no there's no. Why are you stopping at 182? No. You could come up with anything. Yeah. And and how do I know that, you know, uh, 
A shoe is not a gender. Yeah. No, I, I'm a Nike running shoe. That's my gender. What does it mean? <laughs> I have no friggin' idea. It could be anything. It's limitless. You cannot say to the world, there's all there's there's more than two genders. You can't just put up this arbitrary construct in society no, of what female. a gender is and then stop at any other number because that too is an arbitrary construct of what a gender is. Yeah, but they don't understand it. Race? We got uh, Sean King, yeah. Rachel Dolezal, and yeah. you're telling us, no, it's okay, but at the same time, you shouldn't culturally appropriate things. Yeah, the future black people. No, <laughs> it's all off. And a citizen, eh, there's no difference. Fine. Then we get rid of all of that stuff. All of it. Congressman Ellison, sorry. Um, you're a congressman. I identify as a congressman. Thank you. Or what? Guess what? I'm going to go up there and vote in Congress, too. Why? Well, because my people voted me as a representative. Ah! You cannot put a limitation on that. You put up some sort of arbitrary standard of what a congressman is and how you become a congressman and where the districts lie and why shouldn't my congressman in Arkansas be able to vote what's right for your people in your district, specifically representing your people because he's only... No, sorry. There is no boundaries. All boundaries are off. You don't want any national boundaries or boundaries of what's a citizen, what's a gender, what's a male, what's a female. Then all of it goes out the window. Really hopped up here. Cincy Bronco, what are you doing to Doc? He got me. He got me. <laughs> Only thing worse would have been if he had uh, if you'd tweeted a snake at me. <laughs> Boy, that sucks because having yes, said that, you have edit that out. Stuff. Hit the delay before that gets on. I don't want that coming. Daniel Chappell saying, uh, talk about foreigners meddling in elections. Mm-hmm. It's like, seriously, you haven't, this is meddling. This right, is there it is. Done. meddling. As long as it's not Putin, the rest of the effing world, they can meddle all they want. You they can what? move here, they can vote, they can do whatever they want. What pisses me off of this whole situation is that you no longer think Americans are worth getting your vote. So you have to go to other citizens, not even that, you have to go to other people from another country to vote for you? The truth is, those people of San Francisco, those progressives, they identify more with the rest of the world than they do yeah, America. 100%. They 100%. absolutely. And what has that gotten you? Has it gotten you a socialist utopia? <laughs> has it gotten you a progressive paradise? No. <laughs> it, I mean, it has gotten you the closest thing you're going to get to it. But in their mind, they thought, we just need more love and hate and allowed people to poop wherever they want and non-citizens to vote and whatever. How is San Francisco? Is it wonderful? No, it's not. Do you, do you remember the stories we've had about the older San Franciscans, those progressives who are now pissed at some of the things that are happening? Because remember the robots? They were pissed at the robots running yeah. amok. How dare you? What? What You guys want this. What? See, this is the problem. Progressives of a hundred years ago okay. had different platforms to get them to this government big brother control. Mm-hmm. So if you, I, you take progressives that were, you know, uh, prominent 50 years ago, a hundred okay. years ago, okay. different points throughout the last couple hundred years. And you take them and you go, okay, hey, look at all these things they're voting on. I'd be willing to bet that Woodrow Wilson would be like, okay. That's effed up. Remember, Woodrow Wilson, also a racist. Margaret Sanger, racist. You think they would support this stuff? No. 
Ultimately, it's about that control and control based on emotion because they cannot deal with that stuff. And it's very sad that my fellow Hispanics are falling for that. The good news is, though, they won't forever. And it, it, by the way, that part is not about race. It's just the modern progressive. It's all, race always been tied to it. Yes. Margaret Sanger, let's kill the black baby so we get rid of the future black folk. Okay, right. I mean, Woodrow Wilson, same thing, right? Race has always been a part of it. Modern progressives have said we need to build our numbers by identity politics and dividing up races. So, you know, if you're a minority and you're like, wow, it's just frustrating that, you know, people like this. Not, it's not about the race. It's just a lot of those people have been manipulated. The good news for you, the good news for all of us, it's all going to come back. It's going to come back because their policies are unsustainable. Yeah. And it may take, hey, let's have a civil war and a couple hundred thousand people kill each other before mm. we all go, hold on a second, maybe this isn't this right. Is not working. We may have to have a world war or even more people kill themselves or kill each other. It'll come back. I'm just trying to, and I'm hopeful that it will come back before people actually get to a war like that. Speaking duck tweeting out what I learned today, please, for the love of God, get the Beckoner over with, please. It's today. So sick of it's hearing today. about this. Here's the thing, guys. We got to get paid somehow. You got to get it somehow. It's not free radio. For well, that, you could go listen to NPR, and by the way, you're paying for that. Right, exactly. <laughs> we do, yeah, oh, you're, you're paying for it multiple ways. Yes, you are. You're paying for it, first of all, because you're paying, paying for, for it. public radio. But it's not profit, and I mean, it's free radio. No, it's not. Your money goes, uh, the government takes it. And by the way, you don't have a choice you're paying for it. Yeah, They've taken it almost to the point of a gun, <laughs> and they pay for it. And then, even as you go, well, at least I don't have to hear commercials. All things considered, made possible today by the Chris Cruz Foundation, <laughs> uniting people for progressive yeah. uh, causes throughout history, and by the letter G. <laughs> That's Sesame Street. Yeah, okay. I mean, same thing. The Chris Cruz Foundation, you know, whatever. True, true. Um, no, you're paying for all that stuff as well. Some uh, some numbers for you. The Department of Homeland Security now says that Trump's zero tolerance policy is actually deterring Central American migrants from traveling to the U.S. Thank you. When he first did this, no. When he did this and the first, you're separating family cries started about which a month it, ago. Which it wasn't true. It was not true. But when those cries started happening, they, they put out some statistics to go, look, this isn't even helping. Those statistics were based on previous, uh, previous before he started the mm-hmm. zero tolerance policy, and the first couple of weeks or month. And you can... You're not. Put that in perspective if, yet. If I believe that... It's been the case. I can go into that local pizza chain. Okay. No, I could go into Bobo's. Okay. I've really been thinking about Bobo's recently in Topeka, Kansas. I can roll in there. It's been proven to me that I could just go in there, come and go any time of the day. There's no border, no laws, and just eat me some yummy Bobo's che- uh, cheeseburgers. I can just do that. And then one day they stop it. Yeah. And they go, nope, can't come in here anymore. I'm going to arrest you. Um. I don't know until I find that out. Yes. Yes. Arresting me is going to be a deterrent. But if I'm on my way to Bobo's and I don't know, it's not a deterrent. No. Now we've got numbers for May and June. And there's been an 18% drop. (laughs) Nice. Of illegals who were apprehended while crossing illegally. 
Uh, National Guard deployment, because they also deployed the National Guard, which Good. is funny. We called for that years ago. We did. I said, put the National Guard. It's pretty simple. They're now, not doing anything. Right. You can't send the military no, you because cannot. of posse t- comitatus. Yep. You could have them on the mm-hmm. other side of the border. I know. Which Imagine that. Just, That's poking in the eye. It is, and it's... It's an act of war. Yes, it is. But I'm not so sure that allowing people to come here isn't an act of war. Oh. If, I, if I was Trump, I may in secret, in private conversation, tell the president of Mexico, because you can always deny it on the world stage, yeah. and go, listen, dude, here's, here's the S that's coming down. Yeah. This, this, I'm tired of this S. Yeah. Here's what's coming. I'm, I'm playing nice here, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to negotiate with you, and I'll listen to your problems, and we'll work some stuff out. But here's my final line in the sand. Mm. If you don't get this S taken care of yourself... You don't get those federales uh, uh, away from mugging people and get them up on the border to stop these people from crossing. If you don't stop this crap, I'm going to move the military over to your side of the border. I'm going to occupy the top two miles of of Mexico property. It's going to be up there all across the border, and we're going to stop people from coming across. That's what's happened. Mm. You want to declare that act of war? That's fine. And you know what? If you want you want it to go farther than that, a true act of war, I'll show you an act of war. And I and I am not joking when I say I'm fine yeah. with that. And on our side, you pass, you have the National Guard there. It's funny because you could tell them, hey, look out the window. Just look out the window. Oh, <laughs> top Gun. A right. nice Top Gun scene right there. Pressing flyby. <laughs> uh, the National Guard deployed... Um, uh, his, the deployment has led to 10,000 additional arrests of illegals, mm-hmm. and they've turned away another 3,300 before they even got there. Good. And they intercepted 12,000 pounds of pot. Good. In cool. just those couple of months. Good. 12,000 pounds of the marijuana. Imagine if there was no zero tolerance policy. Yep. Or imagine what was happening to the Obama administration. What was coming in? This is just a month of work. Yep. Of actually having the, the border patrols do their job. Because before they had that super letter that, that Obama sent out saying, oh, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> it. By the way, um, when we were, uh, someone was complaining about the uh, the spots or whatever, you know, we still have far less commercials than other broadcasts. You're that listen, is so true. You listen to local terrestrial radio. You only I get, filled in. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. Remember that? <clears throat> I couldn't believe it. You only had like, what, 20 minutes of live show? No, less than that even per hour. I think hour. it was, yeah. I think yeah, it was so less than that, yeah. When you work in um, talk radio, there's usually more commercials and it makes more money than traditional uh, other yes. for traditional yes. formats. When I worked afternoons at WRVA in Richmond, you also have traffic reports. You have all weather. these other local features and weather and things that they sponsor and you have to get out there. And that's fine. When I did afternoons there, uh, it was really busy and I didn't have a lot of time to fill content. Mm-hmm. And then I filled in, it'd been years since I was on the air, and I filled in about a year ago, yeah, whatever it was. about a year ago, yeah. And I was like, holy crap. I was only responsible for filling 17 minutes That's what an it was, hour. yes. And it was really weird, because it was like, it was, it, the breakdown was like, what, 11? Well, the way that you did it was like 11 and one minute. So first thing was 11, the second segment was one minute. It wasn't even 11. It was, it was like seven minutes. Yeah, it was so short. It was seven, uh, I mean, per half hour. It was, it was the strangest thing. We fill... Uh, a lot. We get 45 minutes or 45 more of content. content yeah. More than that, because I think it's, there's only a handful of recorded spots, and it just depends on how yeah. long our lives go. But that's it. It's two minutes a break. 
Yeah. Now, sometimes we go a little longer with the live, sometimes a little shorter, whatever, but there's a lot of content. Speaking of that, Spymaster is this summer's must-read thriller. It's the latest from New York Times best-selling author, Brad Thor. Sounds pretty good. I don't read a lot of current fiction. This seems pretty interesting to me. Just because of that connection with Russia. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to understand even more of what Russia has done. I've, I've talked a lot off the air and on the air with Jason Buttrell Jason, recently. Jason, man, he's... Who, Jason is he has his finger on I the pulse of so what's too. going on with I Russia so maybe too. then only a handful of people would be comparable in oh, the country maybe yeah. the world yeah. I'm, I'm not overselling this no. he fully gets what Russia's modus operandi is and I suggest go to the blaze why and watch that program for the last two days I've He's been watching crushing it and the amount of information it actually reminds me of this Amazing. stupid book it's, it does. Well, it's, and that's what it's I'm saying. of this book. You know why I don't read a lot of current fiction is because there's so many classics I haven't read. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And first yeah. of all, I read more nonfiction. I love fiction, but yeah. I read more non because it helps me on the air. I need to learn things. And then fiction, uh, when I have the time, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, shouldn't I read some of those classics I've never read, which I've caught up and read a whole bunch of mm-hmm. them. But this would help so much. The Washington Post declared... Uh, Brad Thor convincingly portrays Russia as the reborn Cold War era evil empire hell bent on reconquering its former territory. After yesterday's Done. Blaze Y and Jason Buttrell talking about it, that line I was like, oh my gosh, I definitely have to read this book because it's there. it might have some information that'd be useful for me. Well, and Brad <laughs> Thor, he, you don't write books like this without ha- having a lot of it based information. in Information, yeah. Right. Yep. You, you, you tell a f- tale of fiction with real tech or things that do happen. So the concept is solid. Yes. This is, some of this is what's going on. And then the tech and you know facts or whatever surrounding it, some of that's going to be right. So sounds awesome. A remote cabin, a rumor, in, uh, a remote cabin in Norway, a rumor, and an American intelligence operative charged with stopping the next world war before it begins. This is what counterterrorism expert Scott Harvath's mission is, and it's one of the deadliest he has ever undertaken. Spymaster by Brad Thor is available right now. It's on sale wherever books are sold. It's Spymaster from Brad Thor. Pick up a copy you are listening to the smooth sounds of the morning blaze with doc thompson on the blaze radio network Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. I, you want me to get some tweets? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Justin tweeting out, um, Justice Sprungnox tweeting out, hey, Christopher, Tucker Carlson called. He wants his bow tie back. And by the way, my name is not Christopher. It's Chris. Or Christian. Yes. Christopher's my brother. So. Uh, Wait, what? Christopher's my brother. So your parents named you Christian and him Christopher, but uh, you're both Chris. Yes. Actually, wow, that's a, all five of us are Chris. You I'm, and your four siblings are all Chris. Yes, we're all Chris. We know which Chris mom is talking about when she goes, Chris, we know. So he goes, Christian, Christopher, Crystal, Christine, and Chriselis, but we're all Chris. You know, she can just Google baby names. I don't know if there's, does she, 
<laughs> so, so your mom is George Foreman? Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow, that seems unnecessary and unnecessarily confusing. Okay, uh, wow, that's uh, good. And by the way, the bow tie. Hey, this is your bow ties. I love bow ties. I think yes. bow ties are the most uh, spectacular. Love them. Do Cannot you? get enough of bow Do ties. You? Now that my wife has a bow tie business. <laughs> that's a, I do love this that. This is the dad. That, that this one's, is the dad. Yeah, that's the uh, Jetson Covington line. Yes. She also has a ball cap she's doing now, too, with the logo. This is a kind of an upscale line of ball caps and bow ties Ooh, and things. Nice. Fashion's for kids, but also she'll evolve into more Yeah, and this is part of that well. whole thing that she's trying to push a dad and son wearing yeah, the same dad bow and ties. Son, yeah, yeah so I, I Honestly, that. I do like that pattern, though. Oh, no, this the is my favorite one. Yes. Yeah. Little she designed okay. even the logo. She did the whole thing. It's so cool. I really love them. Yeah, JetsonCovington.com. Yes, that's my wife's. And <laughs> since you brought it up, I'll go ahead and mention it. JetsonCovington.com. Rebel Republican saying, sounds like Doc went a little bit tad overboard with the Don and Doss this morning. Did I? Oh, I am hopped up. That's you are true. hopped up. I, I don't think it's a dawn to dust. What I, is I mean, it? I'm, I'm using that all the time. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I know. My wife was pitching at me earlier. <laughs> Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yeah, that's uh, that's not looking good. Do they have the pictures? Uh, if they don't, they'll work on it right now. I'll All see right. you. And, uh, wow, we're going to have to tweet some of that out, and I'm warning you already this morning. You might want to... Uh Tread carefully on Twitter. Tread carefully, because we're going to send out some photos of a news story that are disturbing, to say the least. Disturbing, to say the least. Okay, I can't say anything else. All right. Before we get to that, though, I got to tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition's pro, uh, the product called G- Field of Greens. We mentioned Dawn to Dusk last hour. Yeah, that's a great product. It's 10-hour energy supplement, but Field of Greens is awesome as well. It's an opportunity for you to get those vegetables you're supposed to be eating every day. And you may not like vegetables, or you may not have time to clean them, or you find them too expensive, whatever it is. Go to BrickHouseDoc.com and order Field of Greens today, and you will be so happy you did because you get a full serving in each scoop of vegetables. It's not some sort of extract or just the nutrients from it. It's actually the full vegetables, and all you do is you mix it with some water. They mm-hmm. recommend eight ounces, or you could do a little more, a little less, or some other liquid. What's the oddest thing you've mixed it with, milk? Uh, milk was the oddest one, yes. And that one wasn't a solid. No, it wasn't. No, it was just, it was green milk. I want to know if you could mix it with like a smoothie or something. That's the thing yes, you got to try. Yes, that's how Pax can only drink it. Okay. Pax can only drink it with a smoothie. Okay. And that's it. So Jason, uh, no, um, uh, Glenn Matt? Chef, Matt. Matt's in there yesterday. He goes, listen, Doc, I got this little program. Hey, listen, I got something. He goes, I got something for you. He goes, I have my coffee every day. He goes, and I usually put sweetener in it. Okay. He goes, okay. but I, I use this uh, protein powder that has kind of a sweetener in it okay. later in the day. He goes, so I started just using the protein powder in my coffee. Ooh. And then he puts it in the blender so it gets all frothy. So Two I start thinking, yeah, smoothie. why don't you go ahead and put the field of greens in some other smoothie? Hot coffee? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. So it's like, oh, it's like, a, it? uh, what's that? You tried yeah, it? Yeah, he had me try some yesterday. Hmm. He goes, here, try this coffee. It has protein in it. 
I was like, whoa, I need a few more questions answered there, Slick. Hang on a second. It was like, where'd you get the protein, first of all? And uh, okay, yeah, it's pretty good. I still need some questions answered here. Try it today. It's Field of Greens at BrickHouseDoc.com. That's BrickHouseDoc.com. Okay, uh, where do you want to go to for, first? Do you want to go to New York City or do you want to go to the video clip? Of Let's the, do the audio. The audio clip? Yeah. What was the website? This was just a website that's selling pants, right? This is just a menswear sure. website. I think that's what they are. Okay. And they, they, they had this campaign. And what's the hashtag for it? Give me one second because, uh, well, like always, I'm not prepared. prepared. I appreciate that. It's, uh, uh, well, uh, let's go to the video first. Yeah, can we do that? Okay, here's the audio <laughs> of the video. Chris found this on, I believe, a menswear website. And they have a new campaign. They want to change the world a little bit. Here we go. Masculine. Adjective. Having qualities or appearance traditionally associated with men. Especially strength and aggressiveness. Some of the synonyms are macho, manly, muscular, (laughs) well-built, red-blooded, red-blooded, my goodness, strapping, strong, brawny, powerful. None of these really sound like me. (laughs) I think that definition is a little scary. It's too small for something so big. It's all about trying to get people to conform and be a certain way. I think that's what gets us in trouble is when we say that there's only one way to be a man. So many individuals, they try and fit and it just gets to a point where it's too much. Where they are doing harm to each other and harm to themselves. You don't have to do that. You define your own masculinity. You define who you are. For me, being masculine is being honest. This is the body that I have. This is what I know. So to me, this is what a man is. For me, being masculine means being brave enough to be who I am. Being able to smile, being able to cry, being able to love and be loved. That's the man I want to be. What does it mean to me to be masculine? Good. Um, It's more a question of what does it mean to be human? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. So the hashtag is evolve the definition, meaning the definition of masculine, masculine. or masculinity. Yes. Uh, the problem is they're conflating male with masculine. Yes. And those are not the same things. No. Now, they could say that about a lot of the stuff that they're saying male, where the guy's like, hey, you know, I'm not the biggest guy. I'm this, I'm that or whatever, but I'm still a male. Yeah, you're right. But to say, uh, we've just got to evolve masculine to mean somebody who's weak or smaller or... No, those are two different things, distinctly different. When we were talking last hour about um, erasing these boundaries or definitions of what is a border, what is a citizen, all of this stuff. Now you're trying to do it there with... Masculine. Masculine. Evolve the definition. And and this is a... uh, This is, yes, a menswear uh, founded... What's the name of it? Bonobos? Bonobos. 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 Are you familiar with the Kurt Yeah, yeah. I actually like it, and I saw this, and now I'm I'm done. So you would would purchase it Bonobos? I've had a a few pants that that I liked that fit well. Mm. I'm done. I mean, come on. This is... Other masculine pants? I used to say. Well, yes, because Kirk is also masculine. Masculine. Well, yeah, you are. You punch gay people. That's right. Bottom out. Do do they know your, your feelings toward gay people? I mean, I could... I could call him up and ask him. Because I guess that's masculine too, then, that right? Is, yeah, is that, that still is very, masculine? That is still masculine, yes. <laughs> Listen, I get you're just trying enough? to sell chinos, guys. I get it. <laughs> you're trying to sell some more pants. Cool. I get it. Stop with the social issue here. They're just you. Do you really think at Bonobo's HQ, they're like, all right, guys, we got to change the world? No, they're like, all right, guys, we need to sell more friggin' pants. That's what they're trying to come up with.
I get it. I'm tired of being targeted with these social campaigns as well while they're trying to just sell stuff. Uh, you seem triggered. Is that I am in the wrong business, Doctor? How much are the how much is how it? much are your bow ties that your wife sells? I don't even know what no? she has them for okay. now. Ninety eight bucks. If oh, you want to get, for ties? <laughs> for ties. They're not ninety eight dollars. I think your price point's what? like thirty five, yeah, forty that's what bucks. I'm thinking. Yeah. Eight hundred bucks for a jacket. Wow, Kirk, you're uh, making a little more Kirk, than you realize. I, I shopped those sales. The jeans are the $128. Sales. They're like, they have good sales, 30% off, you know? Okay, yeah, 98 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Kirk Jones. Okay, you must be getting paid more at the other job than we realized. Yeah, because I'm like... <laughs> are you wearing the Bonobos pants now? No, no, I'm not. Hey, Doc Thompson, how much for a belt? 98 bucks. Oh, yeah, I'm the guy at Target going, I don't know, can I get 10% I off this belt nine buck belt? From one of the Build in America's. It has a knife and starts fire. It has a flashlight. It was not even close to $98. Wow, that's, uh, that's troubling. So, all right, I get it. Yeah, we don't need to redefine the definition. We, we don't need to. What is the point of having the term masculine? What is the point of having the term male? None of this matters. We, you don't need to redefine it. If you're planning on redefining it that much, then it means we don't need it at all. Just stop. Just get rid of all of it. There's no descriptors whatsoever. By the way, those guys up there, no, you're not masculine, and that's okay. There are, there are guys that were more traditionally masculine, bigger, taller, stronger, whatever. Yeah. The alpha male. That doesn't mean other people were not males. No. It's just you were less masculine. It doesn't yeah. mean you're less human, that you can't contribute to the world. You don't bring other things to the table. It doesn't mean that being more traditionally masculine is better than being more traditionally not masculine. It doesn't matter. You people are triggered over nothing. So you tell me he's not masculine? These people are like, it's fabulous. I can be just as much of a man as everybody else with sprinkles. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's not masculine? No, that's not masculine. You <laughs> can that- redefine it. Still not going to play for me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> show, show them here. <laughs> Is this guy masculine? <laughs> I think him. I think NFL running back. That's what I think. <laughs> He's in the NFL, right? That's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. And what about this one? This one has some sugar to his stuff. Oh, he is so sugar. <laughs> so sugar. Eat him up with a spoon. Love him. <laughs> what about the guy with the pink jacket over there? <laughs> he just looks younger. That's all. He may grow into that. He may grow yeah. into it. It's cool. Yeah. I give him props, though, for the pink jacket because oh, you got to go bold. Yeah. You have to, you do you have have to be bold, bold if yes. you're going to wear a yes, pink jacket. Oh. All right. And uh, not so dissimilar is a woman. She is the founder of a, a blog called Glitter and Lasers. Mm-hmm. It's a fashion blog. Are you familiar with Glitter and Lasers? No, but not Glitter I and am, Lasers. But not in that way. What do you think the, bo- the blog uh, focuses on called Glitter and Lasers? Glitter and Lasers. I would think strippers, right? Yeah, strippers. No, it's yeah. not. It's a curvy fashion blog. <laughs> bigger, I mean, the bigger ladies. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But she recently posed uh, a lot of clothes on in Times Square. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and these are the pictures I'm warning you about. We're going to tweet some out, and we put them on the Blaze TV right now. <laughs> when I first saw the headline, I was like, okay, she's a little, oh, my God, it's bigger than I thought. It was like kind of <laughs> like that. It was pretty triggering. And this is her thing. She goes around the country and poses. That's cool. Like oh, She has yeah. a dress on there. Pose where you want. Power. Take photos. More Do what you want. You. Love you. Yeah. God bless you. Live in America. Be you. Don't dress like that in Times Square. Sorry. No. No. 
that's all fine as well. You want to do that? There's people yes. that have just body paint in Times Square. Yes, yes. They just, and they'll take pictures with yep. them. They'll uh, say you can you know, pay them five bucks, mm-hmm. take pictures with them, and it's ladies without tops, but they have body paint on, so they get away from the nudity laws the nudity, or whatever yeah. it is, or get around them anyways. She was triggered recently when she wore next to nothing in Times Square. And she writes that she was prepared for comments about her being so large, but she wasn't prepared for something else that ended up triggering her. Ooh, what happened? And she had a breakdown. Well, I'm going to share some of the blog with you if you want. Yes. She writes, my fingers slipped against the fabric of my maxi skirt as I fumbled with a tightly knotted bow. My outfit fell away, revealing my pink bikini beneath it. I heard hollerers from strangers, but their words blurred into an indecipherable, indecipherable mess as I tried unsuccessfully to remain calm. Okay. Okay. You, you, you just weren't a bikini. Can you just get to it? <laughs> so many words. So many. <laughs> she writes, a silver, I'm sorry, a sliver of sun peeked out from behind the skyscrapers, reminding me we're, we were about to lose the light. No more time for nerves. It was now or never. Let's do this, I said aloud. My clothes dropped away to the ground, and the voices around me became clear. I want to suck on them toasty, tasty toes. Hey, baby, let me butter them biscuits for you. That's what they were. <laughs> I want to butter them biscuits. I really want to meet this guy. I, or, I do. Or gal. I do. Oh, girl. Or gal. Oh girl. Yes, oh, girl. Because that's a good, that's a southerner. She writes, you know that's a oh yeah, he was in New he's, York. Yeah, he's the son Shoot, New York City's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't think I want to come here, but biscuits like that. She then writes, I looked up to see three men with camera phones filming me. Our eyes met and one uttered, twerk for the camera, baby. Show them how that ass clap. Tears began to well up. Oh. I wasn't prepared to be pointed at, shamed, and called, or, or I was prepared to be pointed at, shamed, and called fat. I didn't expect to be fetish, fetish-sized. What? Fetish-sized. I can't even say it. Fetish-sized. Is that how it, fetish-sized? I guess, yeah. Uh, a fetish. Yeah. So you're cool with them going, I was prepared for them to call me fat. Fatty. I'm a fetish. That just means they liked you. Yes. In a whole, world, How is that in a a whole new way. Listen, at this point in my life, if anybody finds me attractive for any reason, I'm cool with it. Me too. Because it is slim pickings out there. Yes. It is just, yes. right? You're fat. Yes. You're, the whole time you're like, I'm just as good as everybody else. How dare you uh, say that only models can be thin? Look, I can be beautiful too. Just don't find me attractive in public. What? Don't fantasize about me. Right? What, what is doing? going on in your noggin? Um, that's what models Just be do. happy someone wanted to butter your biscuits, whatever that means. <laughs> She then wrote, when a German news channel reached out to me as a film documentary style shoot about life after a Las Vegas photo shoot that went viral. So she had a photo shoot in Vegas where she was dressed and it went viral because there's a lot of sickies Do you want to see there. that picture? No, Just I real don't. Quick. No, I don't. I've, I've sure? seen it already. Yeah, that's okay. at the Venetian. I've seen it. That's not. I recognize the floor of the Venetian. That's all you recognize? I, I was trying to look around everything else and whatever. Show them. Show them. Show them. Whoa! Whoa! That's what I'm right. I'm not exaggerating. Tweet that out. Tweet that I out so people see it. Out. I'm warning you. Anyway, said so after this German news channel reached out because of the photo shoot there, she said, 
I was the one who suggested Times Square. I could have picked a park, a hotel, a pool, literally anywhere in the city. I chose this before I'd shot in hotels or beaches or boardwalks, but I never snapped photos with so much attention on me. The world only really sees plus imagery that is perfected and somewhat vanilla. There's a lot of vanilla going on there, too. Not a lot of sunshine getting to those parts. Usually that of smaller, perfectly proportioned, curvy women. So now there's levels of curvy. Yes, they are. Okay, now there's a certain acceptance of smaller, curvy women, but she still has trouble because she's even larger. She said that... uh, it didn't. Uh, I. It didn't need another stock image of hourglass figure. It's a uh, wearing one piece, so on and so forth. She said I wanted to make a statement, and I wanted to be seen. Oh. I'm more than just a body, and I deserve respect and human decency. Oh, sweetheart! <laughs> oh, sweetheart! You did a photo shoot knowing it would trigger people. Yes, knowing that it would trigger them wrongly that you're large, and they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> disgusting." Yes. And you did that in Times Square, saying you were prepared for those comments. Yes. And you say that and you say, but I deserve respect. Yes. Yes, all humans deserve respect. You're right. Yes. Everybody has a different opinion. Everybody has different likes and dislikes. And just because you deserve respect does not mean everybody's going to find you attractive. And then when some people actually want to butter your biscuit and want you to show them how that ass clap, you are triggered by that. There is no satisfying these people. No, there's that. No, there's that. Hey, you don't like me enough. Oh my God, you like me too much. I'm triggered either way. You got to get that narrow window of acceptance. Oh my golly. She said, 50 feet to my right in the busy tourist-filled space were two thin, large, busted women wearing only G-strings and some body paint. Mm. I watched them with envy. Nobody yelled at them as they worked to hustle up a few dollars selling photos with eager tourists. They were just another part of New York. You know why people were targeting the why? pictures? Because they wanted to see their body painted breasticles. Yes. That's the only thing they got. Yes. What else are you taking a picture? Because they were in red, white, and blue? No. 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 It's the body painted breasticles. Yes. So they naked. were being objectified. I don't yes. know if you got that or no. not. No. So it's a certain level of objectification yes. that you're yes. calling. Okay. She said, my mind jolted back to reality as a man reached forward to hand me his mix CD. I pushed it away. He tried to grab hold of my wrist to talk to me. I yanked my hand back, hard stepped back into the crowd that was slowly forming, and his friend began to call out to me. I'm just showing love for a BBW baby. Mm-mm. It's BBW. Am I missing that? No, no, move on. I know what BBC is. What's BB? No, same, but for white women. Big, beautiful. Oh, okay, here, here we, we go. go. I, uh, she writes, <laughs> I want you to, I, he said, I want you to know that men want you. We love them big booty queens like you. Show off your fans, baby. My tears turned to anger and the words began to fly out of my mouth. It doesn't make it okay. You're disgusting. Please stop. Please stop. You know, she stood there. Yes. In a bikini. Yes. She didn't have to. Okay. Yes. The man justified his response by saying, plus, plus women don't know that they're effable. Ooh, hello. Let me be very clear here, as I stated in the caption for the photo later posted on Instagram, mm-hmm. Instagram page, a plus size woman's worth or any woman's worth for that matter is not contingent on someone wanting to have sex with them. You don't exist to pleasure someone else. Mm. You exist to change the world. Was she wearing a burqa? No. <clears throat> she was letting them baby sly. 
Um, while I agree that is not a woman's worth, women no. could wear all kinds of things that would cover yes. them up. But often women will wear scantily clad things because yes. they want to look, what's the word I'm looking? Bloody? Desirable. Oh, sorry. Desirable. That's part of it or whatever. Okay. That's the reason fashion yes. exists. Yes. Yes. So while desirable is in the eye of the beholder and yes. what you consider acceptable to wear, crossing the limits is in the eye of the person who wears it. Mm. Um, you're still standing out there dressed yes. like this. Yes. Okay. Okay. She said, I felt humiliated and questioned why I was even enduring all of this, as I am as well. Thank you. I considered stepping down and ending the shoot early. It had only been about 15 minutes, but just when I was about to give up, my eyes caught sight of a little girl in a red tank top and denim overalls watching me. I waved at her and she returned my gesture with a big grin. You're pretty, she whispered. The little girl said that? Yes. No, she didn't. I realized in that moment it had all been worth it. No, she didn't. I had been soon. Yeah, there was no little girl that says you're pretty. No, no, I think she did because she she said the little girl whispered it. Okay, because she didn't want anybody else to hear. She was embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a chubby chaser. (laughs) Speak your mind. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This is the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. This is so annoying. Um, the I just, heart wants what the heart wants, yes, Chris. Yes. The heart wants what the yes. heart wants. Some people like, and maybe even it's the level of fetish, fat people, thin, tall, yes. short, whatever. People are out there. The same people on the left that say, hey, I just, I'm gay from birth, whatever, which I agree with. That's fine. And you shouldn't deny me this or whatever. It's okay to say, I just want men as a man, or I just want women as a woman, or whatever it is you want. In fact, stay out of my bedroom, government. Okay, good. But I shouldn't say, hey, uh, I just I really prefer, you know, Hispanic women, or I really like whatever. Yeah. You're not allowed to say that. Yeah. That's troubling. Or I like fat women to the level of fetish. Mm, yeah. There's no consistency no. here. And by the way, that little girl, I'm not so sure she was calling her pretty. I think there's something no. else going on. It's like, you know, she said, you're pretty. Uh, uh, oh, and there was something else she was saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're pretty, pretty fat. fat. Uh, uh. You're pretty naked. She's like, she said I was pretty. That's not what I was saying. Her mom drug her away. There is more to it. <laughs> wow, you are pretty naked out here. That's. Um, I tweeted at Cal, would you? And a picture of the chick. I don't know what that Square. means. I don't know what you're getting at there. I don't mm, understand okay. that. Yeah, I just I'm curious ask. too, though. I w- I Maybe he'll get back to you. I, I think I feel com- I feel confident uh, answering for him. You do you? Yeah. You want to give the answer? I don't think he leads with that. Mm. But given the option between a lot of other more palatable people to me, I think he's going for that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We've had some debates out there. We had. Cal can explain that away. He can yes, he can. That. That's both good and bad for your spouse. Yes. Because yes. on one hand, you're like, <laughs> yeah. hey, he still likes he me. On the other hand, he's him. like, wait a minute. I may have gained a lot of weight, and he's not indicating, you yes. know. Most guys are like, hey, honey, you're packing on a couple pounds, even if they don't say it, right? You know, 
Tigers tweets in hashtag what I learned today. Patriot Mobile is waiting for you to call them right now at 800-APATRIOT, 800-APATRIOT. Or you can uh, log on patriotmobile.com slash doc. They're waiting for you to transfer over. only takes a few minutes to change your account. And they're going to give you, what, $1,500 yes. for, per account to change over today. So if you've got some outstanding debt that you owe to your current uh, cable, uh, cable provider, current mobile provider, then yes. they'll take care of that. If you're paying off an old phone, you've run up some bills, up to $1,500 to get you to switch. And they got great deals on phones as well. You know what Patriot Mobile is doing. You know how they're out there supporting candidates and causes that you support. And they're the only mobile company that is not working against you with the money that you pay them. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I said, uh, Patriot Mobile has donated over $50,000 to conservative organizations to this day. Wow. More than $50,000. And you got Credo Mobile, a lot there, you know, another mobile company working with Bernie Sanders to sponsor That's, a town hall on Monday yeah. that addresses the enormous wealth gap between corporations. Yep. That's what they're doing. You got to battle somehow, and this is an easy thing you could do. So switch over today at PatriotMobile.com. That's PatriotMobile.com slash doc or 800-A-PATRIOT. All right, tweets now. I'm guessing people learned some things. Uh, whole tweeting out what I learned today. When I think of biscuits, I think of sausage and gravy. Mm, mm. Butter than biscuits. Mm. Sausage and gravy. Yeah. Dingleberries tweeting out what I learned today. I, will, I never, ever want Doc Thompson read erotica again. Hashtag triggered. Yeah, I don't think that's, that was erotica. Are you sure? I don't think that it was. It sounded like erotica. Mm. Uh, Doc knows BBC, but not BBW. Really? Really? Let's just roll on. Okay. Okay. Just saying. Uh, James saying just You know the rule, right? Yes, I do. You know the rule about saying things. Yes. Yes. If it's an obvious, overt thing, you hit and go. You don't look back. You say it and move on and hope the people that get it and they're supposed to get it, get it. And those that would be triggered, they don't hear it. Okay. So you hit and go. If it's less understandable, <laughs> then you kind of roll around it a little bit. <laughs> James tweeted out what I learned today. Just because you can doesn't mean you should, especially when you're 500,000 pounds wearing a bikini that hides the blubber rolls. She's a big lady. Litter. She is a big lady. Very big. Very big. Yeah. Well, uh, you haven't heard the last of her. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have not heard. I know you haven't seen the last of her, unfortunately, but you haven't heard the last of her either. Oh, no. I know. No, she's going to be in the news. Me she's, a, she's a media whore. Yeah. That's the reason she's doing this. Oh, how Not dare a whore, you. a media whore. There's how a difference. Dare you. She's a beautiful woman. You're going to hear it because I'm thinking she's going for the record, too. Is she? At the, you're that close. You got to. You go for the record. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Hey there, it's Doc Thompson. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about news stories that we think are important and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Oh, we've uh, we've gotten to that point now. Yes, that's, we, that's can, we know it's time to change. We can only like yeah, and some. Some ones. we can't even like. We can't even like. Well, Lots just of know those that we're 
We see them. Yeah, we're reading them. We're oh, reading they're them. fun. They're and fun. And the people we, in the studio are mm-hmm, reading them as mm-hmm. well, and they're laughing too. Yeah, so, so uh, but they're you. not shareable. No, so no, no, We've gotten no. to that point. It's probably time to just... All I'm saying is 20 bucks, same as downtown. It's 20 bucks, same as downtown. A lot of people got if that. If you want That's, to read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight's the night, by the way, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Glenn Beck and Tika Tuari, they're going to be hosting the cryptocurrency and blockchain webinar called a Beckinar because Glenn's hosting it. How come it's not a uh, Tika Wawar? Really? Tika War. Really? Something like that. Who's more famous, Glenn or Tika? I'm not so sure. Tika's really moving up that did ladder. Did you know Tika before Tika? No, I did not. There you go. I did not. But maybe he's just a, he's a rising star. You he may eclipse Glenn at some point. Yeah, but which one Don't is, you want to get on the ground floor? Uh, which one is uh, has the studios? Glenn, Glenn. That's okay. Anyway, sign up at BeckCryptoShow.com. It's absolutely free. It's 9 at 8 o'clock, and you're going to learn all about cryptocurrency. And I was told on the sly that there is something really big coming with those few cryptocurrencies that he's mm. going to suggest to you yeah. that could be going big very soon. Something that you will not believe. It mm. is an impressive offer. It'll be stunning. And it's all tonight, and it's absolutely free. 8 o'clock Eastern time. Sign up for free at BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com. All right, so Sasha Baron Cohen, Cohen Baron Cohen, Cohen Baron. Who? Uh, the guy who played Borat. Okay. You know who that is? Remember Borat? Mm-mm. Is it Borat or Borat? Borat. 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 Oh, Borat. Yes, I know Borat. Yes. It was going to be like that, huh? Yeah. You're going to do that to me. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, I thought you was him, Barack. I'm like, yeah, the president. Not Bur- Stop. Anyways, what was the other one he did, the follow up to that? Bruno. He's in a lot. Oh my gosh. Bru- yeah, he had his show, of course. Yeah, yeah but Ali G. Bruno. Bruno was too much. Borat, pretty good. Bruno, whoop, over the top. The still shot, the frozen image of him doing the uh, naked dance there and the, uh, the phallus, <laughs> uh, that was, wow, too much over the top. Anyway, so he's got a new show that's on Netflix. No, Showtime. 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 That's right, Showtime. And we've heard that a bunch of different politicians have been caught. Yes, uh, what's her name? Sarah Palin. Thank you. Sarah Palin. Uh, they triggered her. They got um, who's the uh, Joe Walsh, yes. the poli- former politician. Yeah, they got Florida. him. Yeah. And some of them admitted, yeah, he got us. There was somebody he did not get, and he tried to. Who, who was a that? A gun store Ooh, owner in California. Nice. I think this is Riverside, California. Yes, it is. They roll up in there. Sasha mm-hmm. is dressed uh, in some outrageous getup and thinks he's like even i knew that there's something i may not have known it was him but i knew something was up uh they caught him right off good and the local news out there interviewed the gun store owner good and he is awesome love this guy yes love him to pieces do we have the audio here we go this is these are clips that were taken from the news here we go okay the moment his words came out of his mouth i was like this guy's full of he comes in off the bat, you can see the video. I'm looking. I'm like, this guy does not look like a Hungarian immigrant. Tight leather pants, a beard. Uh, it just didn't fit. I want to buy a gun like that, talking like that. And I just kept looking at the guy, and I was like, you're Borat. Soon as I said that, his eyes just looked at me like, and he did a B turn right out the door. We're talking to the people. They don't want to give us an answer. We basically told him get the out you know you guys are all full of have a great day get out once i knew it was borat we already know his game and his so we knew that he's here to make a mockery and make a mockery of what gun owners the gun business gun shops and then you got some gun advocate holding a bunny on a gun if you're a gun advocate what the 
are you doing holding a gun with a bunny on it? Really? He was fake. The producers were fake. The show was fake. And Showtime is fake, to be honest with you. They want a real story? Come talk to us. We'll give you a real story. <laughs> is that guy not awesome? <laughs> he is amazing. Love the guy. That is a gun. Uh, that's the gun owner you want. I mean, the, the oh, gun salesman yeah. you want behind the counter. Oh, there's there's some clips too of that the news play the local news channel mm -hmm. of him and his employees going through the video mm -hmm. and mocking him <laughs> out in the parking lot and stuff. Oh, they just beat him up. So what was Sasha trying to do? He's he's got this show and it's what he's always done. You know, he goes undercover and he mocks yeah. it and whatever. I don't know. You what know, what's the point of targeting this? Like, was he trying to get like a gun? It must illegally? be a gun angle because he got not just Republicans and people on the right, but he yeah. got Sarah Palin. Maybe it's multiple shows or okay. episodes he was working. on. I would on. like to see this. I think Sarah Palin's was probably gun specific as okay. well. Okay. I mean, she's just not in the news that much mm -hmm. anymore, and you could use her for any number of things. Yeah, but it was can. probably a gun one. Yeah. Here's the other part. Love him. One of the guys in the video, I know. The old man. Phil Van Cleve. I don't know what's going He referenced the bunny on the yeah, gun. Yeah, bunny on the gun, yeah. Man, I oh, I was so bothered by this story. Really? He's got Phil Van Cleve in this acting like a goof. And uh, I don't know what he told Phil Van Cleve was going on. Do you, think he, got, did uh, what? Do you think he got faked too? He had to have. I just don't know why Phil would go along with this. Hmm. Phil is brilliant. Okay. Phil heads up the Virginia Citizens Defense League. Wait, that's him? That's Phil Van Cleve. Oh, no. I didn't even recognize it was Phil because it was so over the top, what they're doing. I know. We talked to him on the phone. Phil was at my wedding. Doesn't he record everything that's happening? Yes. To make sure that they're not... Yes. And didn't he do that lawsuit with the... Yes. What is he doing? I don't know. I have, have you reached out? I have not. I just saw this for the first time yesterday afternoon, evening, and I was so embarrassed for Phil. Yes. That I can't even I can't even call him. It's so ridiculous. He's dancing around on what, what looks like the set of a children's TV show. I don't know. Is that green a, screen? Something yeah, that's that green, screen, green screen. That's green screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got a gun with a bunny rabbit, and he's dancing around and doing some sort of shtick. All I could think of is he was trying to teach him How some sort of gun? like kids gun safety or something. He had to yeah. have gotten him in on that and said it was a, a gun show. It's called Kindergartians. Oh, yeah. He is messing with him. There it is. Toying with conservatives. He got duped. It was Kindergartians. Did yeah. you see it? Yeah, I saw the clip. I didn't see the show. I saw they had a clip on a Showtime's Twitter page. And is it under the guise he's helping teach kids gun safety? Yeah, there yeah. it is. It's Kindergartens, How to Protect Your Preschool. Oh, it's so... He got duped. I guess any of us could be caught into this. And Phil, wow. Because he still... He looks bad, too. It does and not he's, look good. Because he's still kind of... Um, he's, he's on disguise. So this is not Sasha. This is... He's in he's disguise. He's playing some other character. He's playing right? another character. Oh, but yeah, he got At duped. some point, you have to say, okay, this has gone too far with it, yeah. but maybe you're caught up in it. So Phil Van Cleve has, over the years, anytime he does interviews, phone, television, whatever, he has his own recording, sometimes multiple ones, because they take stuff out of context. So he got burned early on when he would, was doing interviews, where he sat down to an interview with like a newspaper person, and they, they completely misquoted him. And he's like, I didn't say that. And they're like, oh, well. So he records every interview. In fact, if you call him, he has a special interview phone number mm. with a recorder attached to it that he would just record. That's what he's always done. 
Phil is brilliant. He has done more good for Virginia with guns and the Virginia Citizens Defense League heading it up. Yeah. I cannot believe he got caught up in this. Wow. And it's it's not even that he got caught where he's looking whatever. They have him doing some song and dance routine. Oh, my gosh. It is so awful. I didn't realize until I saw the end of the news clip mm-hmm. out there. And the guy referenced it. I said, what is he referencing? Guy with a rabbit on a gun or a toy mm-hmm. rabbit. And I was like, let me see. Let me see. Oh, my gosh. That's Phil Van Cleve. Hmm. Oh, wow. I don't know. So I should I should call re- him? You should call him. You should. He's been making. He's been made fun of by the entire country. I know, country. and I feel bad. And some of you get caught up. A part of me is like, Phil, you should what have known. At some point, shouldn't you have known? Yes. Okay. Let's say they reached out to me and they said, "Why don't you be part of this kids show called Kindergartians? We're teaching them gun safety." Okay. Yeah, but okay. They, I could. I, that right is. You may want to do that yeah, if you want to yes, truly teach gun here's safety. Here's where to kids. I stopped the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You had a what's it called a bunny toy on top of a gun that's when you should that's know. when you go wait a minute you're, on, you're no because on? that's not what you do that's for gun safety you, it's yes. not a toy and you separate that's that's that should have been like hold on wait a minute <clears throat> so we're turning a real gun to a toy no that's not what we no that's not what we're phil doing. knows better than that too he does he and does. i can see even getting caught up in it too where it's incremental what's what was the show push the push? Oh, the push, yes. Okay, so here he is doing an interview, too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was at the end of the day. Yeah. And they, the concept of the push was, if I asked you to do something that you normally wouldn't do, and you draw the line and say, I'm not going to do that, um, I can get you to do it if I start off incrementally. Yes, little small tasks. Right, little small tasks. I just do this, this, this. So by the time we get to that, it's not that big leap to, oh, touch me here. Yes. <laughs> right? It's, yes, yes. And that, that's what happens when people molest children, when yes. they talk about grooming. You start off slow, whatever. It doesn't seem odd. It's a slow kind of chipping away evolution. Okay, let's say it's a multi-day shoot or an all-day shoot, and you're mm-hmm. out there, and they have you waiting, and you're doing this, and it's an interview, and then could you do this little piece, and you get to that. But still, at some point, I got to believe I'd be like, this is... Yeah. Just because I would think to myself, this could be taken out of context. This yes. could be taken out of context Especially so easily. someone like Phil that has the the background of being screwed by the media. He is. Even on the main so, stage. Phil is um, He's a computer engineer. Mm. And he's a former sheriff's deputy from Texas, I believe, mm. years ago, and has mm. headed up this gun organization and lobbied, strategically lobbied the state legislature in Virginia for years. He know the he's he gets this game. Mm. I think you definitely should be. Should I'll call him call later him today. And he has to come on the show and talk about it. Okay. He I has feel so to, horrible for even him. Doc. Yes, oh he has my to. gosh. He has to come on the show and explain himself why did he not stop this? Okay. He I'll has reach to, out to especially him. because he's been on this show. How do I approach ab- it? How do I approach it? WTF. That's how you approach it. Oh, I feel so horrible. I know you do. But you have to. This is the guy that came be like on this. The show. Hey, Phil. No. He goes, just rip the band aid. What the hell are you doing? Did you know? How you been, Phil? What's going on? Wondering if you had some time tomorrow to come on the air. <laughs> All I'm saying is you have to because he talked about he talked about the the last one that was with like Carrie. It was a, who was it was it MSNBC that tried to get them all. Yeah, trouble? that's where uh, uh, what's her name used to be on uh, the Today Show. Oh, anyways, uh, uh, what's her name Today Show? Yeah, Curry, Curry, that's Curry, it. Yeah, uh, Ann Curry. No, not Ann Curry. The other one, um, Barbara Walters. Ba- no, no, Barbara Walters. Who is it? 
Katie Couric. There it is. Yeah, you Katie got me with Curry. I was like, Curry, Curry. Katie Couric. She had that um, documentary, documentary, this anti-gun documentary. And she did exactly what ha- Phil had, had happened to him years ago. She shot all the people. Then they used the clips out of context. And she had, uh, they had a, play, a point where they had asked them to just sit and wait for a little while. So they're all made up. They got mic'd. They're on camera. They're sitting there. And it's like this. For 15 minutes. You're just looking around the room like this. They took that clip and used that in response as their response to a question that the interviewer had asked. So the interviewer had asked some questions. Well, you believe this? And they answered, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And you believe this? Yeah, yeah. Well, then what about this? And they used the clip of them just looking around like they couldn't answer the question. So completely changed the meaning when they actually did answer the question. Phil Van Cleef went with them, set up his own camera, and said... This is what really happened and was able to force Katie Couric to come out and admit what they did mm-hmm. and say she was wrong. Yep. That's the guy that just got duped by Paul. Yes. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> so stupid. He looks like such a goof. He does. Oh, my gosh. I've been completely triggered by this. All right. I got to get a break in and regroup. I'll reach out to Phil and see if he can join us and tell us how this happened. Yes. Not good. Not good. He has to All right, answer. Quick break back with more in a minute on this The Morning Blaze. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. It's uh, Doc Thompson and Chris Cruz. Please join us via the Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson. Show it real Chris Cruz. I just uh, sent a text to uh, Phil to see if he can join us today or tomorrow just to explain what happened. I watched a little more of it because I'd only seen the pieces that was included with that original news uh, cast. Uh, I understand some of what happened. They produced this segment after they had compiled all of this footage with Phil Van Cleve. They had yes. probably done hours and hours and hours. So they had an interview. And then the set of the kids show, um, I could see he was explaining how he was trying to teach kids. Yeah. The the toys and the guns. Yeah, that crossed the line. Yeah. But I understand how the rest duped him. So the interview was likely first and Sasha posed as an Israeli. Yeah, so the the way uh, that talk it went, show host yeah, or what? Yeah, it, it was impersonated a Hungarian Hungarian immigrant trying to buy gun for a new series uh called Who's America. But the way was that he was talking about how in Israel they had kids use guns to protect themselves in a kindergarten. Okay. And that's when you know, Phil was kind of like, okay, I could see that. Why? Blah, 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 blah. Right. He explained the psychology behind some mm-hmm. of it or whatever, which Sasha kind of isolated. Yes. And he said something like, yeah, if you haven't developed a conscience about stuff, then you could be a pretty effective soldier. Yeah. He was not saying that's what you want no, or no. glorifying. He's saying what's happened over there. But of course, they're making it out like he's a monster. The Young Turks oh, uh, about that part. Well, the fun part's fine, and the rest of it's fine. You call him out for yeah, looking like goop. Yes. That's fine. But you completely are missing the point on that. Um, in fact, the Young Turks that we had on said, you hear what he's saying there? He's saying it's good that they've done this. No, that's not what he's saying. Oh, my gosh. All right. <clears throat> you got some tweets? Oh, yes, I just At Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. Constitutional drawing saying, sorry, Doc. Um, that divorce was expensive, and homie got to eat. That's a picture of Phil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
Is that superimposed on there or is that on the gun? No, that's on the gun. No, that's he's Are actually we holding sure? that. Yes, I, I looked at the video. He's actually holding every single piece of the bunny. Yes. Are we sure? Yes. I am 100% sure. I'm not sure all of them are. That one looks okay. photoshopped. Okay. The other ones don't. Okay. Okay. Other ones? Uh, yes. <clears throat> TJ Toppin said, I can get taken by a scammer too, but I'm not just do going to do anything anyone tells me. Well, is there pizza involved? Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> Is there food involved? Possibly. That may uh, The C42 saying, tell Phil the TMB audience will not mock him much. Much. <laughs> yeah, I... I even told him, I said, I saw the Sasha Cohen clips. Uh, wow, sorry, you duped you. Do you have any time today or tomorrow to explain what happened? Yeah. Well, hopefully it will. Um, professional uh, professional puller saying the gun shop owner passes the definition of masculine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Got it. Yeah, you don't need to redefine it with no, him. No. Uh, do you think they would dupe me? Yes. Wait a minute, wait, 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 what? Yes. You think they'd, do, they'd be able yes. to dupe me? The glazy eye, homeless the guy. The jacked took, up homeless took guy. 20 bucks from you. No, I knew yes. what he was doing. Did he take the 20 bucks from you? No, he did no, not. I that, gave him $20. He did not take it. Did he scam you of $20? Yes, he did. And was there any production value with his scam? No. Okay, then there it is. There was a little bit. He had a chair. What? He had a chair. A chair and a polo shirt, I think He had was. a chair and a polo shirt, and he went over by the little guard hut Yeah. for the parking lot. That's all he took and from him. Let's this not guy forget, has... as long as Chef Patrick is not accompanying me on the Sashuk's, then <laughs> so I will is, not be scared. So this is Chef Patrick's fault. It's not his fault, but he's culpable in it. Okay. He was distracting me. Mm. I didn't have my fault, but I don't think they catch me on something like this. I think they would. 100% would. They cut Phil! Yeah. They got Phil, and he's holding rabbits with guns, and a teddy bear with a gun inside, and a rocket launcher with a rocket. You know why I'm going to agree with you? Because if I don't, this will be seen as a challenge to people, <laughs> and then everyone will be coming at me. <laughs> I don't think so, but hey, okay, Doc, I'm doing a new that. series on uh, who's a conservative. You want to come on the show? No, here's why I don't think they'll dupe me. Why? Because they don't have to. Because we just put it all out there on the air. Oh, they true. don't need to dupe us. Yeah. They're like, hey, we could get Doc saying something incriminating if we... Oh, wait a minute. Just listen to the we show. We just listened to the broadcast this yes. morning. That was not politically correct at all. <laughs> I get the tweets in hashtag what I learned today. Earthwater is waiting for you to become an affiliate and join their affiliate program. When you become an Earthwater affiliate, you'll be given an opportunity to share your unique ID link with others. And you'll be reserving your position in the network marketing tree. And what this means, you could simply make... A 40% weekly commission by simply telling people about Earthwater. You're just kind of the marketing angle or end of this. It's a fast way to grow a business. Lots of businesses have done this. You've probably seen similar uh, structures in other businesses. The problem with those other ones, a lot more is required of you. You're responsible for shipping. You got to stock the product. Sometimes you have to buy a kit that you have to sell with up front. Any of these things that cost you money, Earthwater's not like that. There's no kit you have to buy up front, no uh, minimum. You're not paying for shipping. You're just simply sharing the story of Earthwater. And when people buy and you give them you know, your unique ID, then you get a 40% weekly commission. 
paid weekly. It's, it's incredible. It's awesome. You could potentially make this a really lucrative, big business. Maybe quit your job or maybe just a couple bucks on the side. But you don't have to do a lot. Amazon handles all the shipping. It's absolutely free. There's, again, no handling. You don't have to stock it at your house. No minimum, no auto ship. An incredibly easy turnkey business that pays a 40% weekly commission. And you could sign up today at theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. You get a discount when you buy via this direct-to-market model. So if you just go on Amazon and you want to buy the stuff, great. There's a discount if you buy through somebody yeah. like this. Yeah. So sign up today if you love the earth water. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. That's theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Laura D. saying what I learned today. At some point, we will learn the entire guest list at Doc Thompson's wedding. Hashtag name dropper. I just thought it was Jermaine. Is that name dropping? It was, it was not. No, it's name dropping if I say Tom Cruise was there. No. He was not there, by the way. But I say no, Phil's. Phil's not like famous. No. No. I mean, the no. former governor of Virginia was there, a couple See, of state reps and a congressman. And but didn't the pre- that would be name dropping. Didn't the ex-president of South Korea send you something? No, no, he sent an emissary on his behalf to send us something. He was not there himself. But someone Lee from Myung the Bak, that's right. Someone from the presidential of South Korea was yes, at your wedding. Yes, press secretary was there. Press. So someone like Sarah well, spokesperson, I don't know what the translation is, but yeah, spokesperson. Yeah. he. So someone like Sarah Huckabee was at your wedding for, for the, uh, for South, for Korea, South Korea. Yeah. And he, he bought us and the governor gover- of Virginia, former governor, former governor was yeah, in Jim there Gilmore. Too. Yeah. And Jim Gilmore. Yeah. The one that ran for president. Yeah. Yeah. And Robert Hurt, the congressman was kind of there. He just crashed it. Mm. He crashed the cocktail reception. So, mm. yeah, now that's name dropping. Phil Van Cleve is a name dropping. Mm. Constitutional drunk. State Rep Dickie Bell was there. State Delegate Dickie Bell. Yeah. He was there as well. Yeah. Uh, mm. Constitutional drunk tweeting out what I learned today. No one in this photo has ever been called masculine. No, exactly. And that's. Yeah. That's the. Wait a minute. No one in the photo. I'm in that photo too. Exactly. You're looking at my okay. butt. So, how's that masculine? I'm not. I'm horrified by it. Are that's you? masculine. How are you? Being horrified okay. by the thing. Okay. Uh, so, will you have any, uh, you know, people's names that you could drop in the future that's going to be at your wedding? Because um, your wedding's coming up in September. Se- this September? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I can so make it that let's quick. Let's see. Okay. Um, it's going to be uh, Jeffy. Jeffy will be there. Yeah, that's not a name. Yeah. Um, Brad Staggs will be there. Is Glenn Beck going to be there? Uh, I haven't invited him. Should I invite you him? You haven't invited him? Mm-mm. Why haven't you invited him? Why, why should I? Because you can name drop in the future. Glenn Beck was at my wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. not that big. Um, who else did you say? Uh, damn, I lost it already. Just Jeffy and uh, Jeffy Brad. Oh, that's not a name yeah. either. It's like you? saying I'm gonna be. Yeah, but that's not. Yuna that. Lee. Oh, there it is. That's right. A anchor woman, local television anchor Yuna Lee will Arkansas. be there. That's right. That's She's gonna, gonna be, be there. Big. Cubby, the great Cubby. That that is kind of name dropping. And Whitey, Whitey will Whitey's be there. gonna be there. The way Whitey I understand it, that's yes, right. Okay. Yes. All right, get your tweets in uh, with the hashtag what I moved, uh, what I learned today. We're going to move on coming up next. Yes, Who's joining yes. us? Oh, Judge Janine Perot. Such a name dropper. Oh, you name said- dropper. The morning blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the morning blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.
of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I'm not 100% sure what Obama's up to. I think it's just legacy. Do you think so? Isn't he like in South Africa right now? I don't know if he still is, but he was for a while. He was, yeah. He, he was, was uh, speaking there. to a group of folk, and if you listen to the entire speech, there's going to be stuff of it that triggers you. You're going to be frustrated by, annoyed by, whatever. Yeah. But there were parts of it some significant parts where I was like, wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If only he had actually done that or believes that. Yeah. <laughs> he called people out for being um, racist, basically against white people. Yeah. In other words, you can't say you're inclusive if you're saying that includes everybody but white people or men, <laughs> which has been a problem in South Africa. The majority of the people are not white. There was no. a problem, of course, in South Africa where there was a handful of white people who basically ran the whole place. Mm-hmm. And there's been some changes those changes were not always good the no. way they were rolled out or government forced. And now we're going to take land from people who did own it and give it a lot of problems with it. But he made that one really solid point. You can't claim to be inclusive and say that includes everybody except you're either inclusive or not. And that's one of the breakdowns in the argument in general is if you're going to say you're inclusive and you want equality, you cannot take from some people to give to others to make it equal. You may be trying to set some past wrong right, but what you're talking about is two wrongs making a right, and it does not. It does not work. It does not work that way. You have to simply offer slow, solid change away from something bad. Good ideas. Good ideas that get away from it. So when I heard him say that about you can't be inclusive and target white people still or men, I was like, wow. This is awesome. Why would he say such a thing when he has called out typical white people yeah. as president, as in his candidate Obama? He has said things that target white people and men. Yeah. Yeah. So does he not know, Chris? Um, I think does he, he not knows. care or yes. is it image? I think it is, he does not care and he's working this image. Because if you look at it, everything that came out of South Africa... It, it, it was bad about men. It was bad about the country. Right. It was bad about bullying. Mm-hmm. It was bad at politics. He even apologized. Like, oh, I'm disgusted by this, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, um, I was bothered by some of it. But the part where he stood up and said that about men and, and whites, I was like, okay, that's really good. That's awesome. Um, what is your motivation here? Yeah. Hey, get that Obama collage ready. Um. If you go back and listen to his speech in, I think it was a 2004 Democrat uh, convention, Mm -hmm. and you listen to his speech, it was amazing. Brilliant. That even conservatives or libertarians, if you just take it at face value and you don't know who he is, and you listen to the things he's saying, he's presenting these lofty, solid ideas Mm -hmm. about inclusion and doing the right thing and government. On the campaign trail, when he hammered George W. Bush, he hammered him for flying all over the country, wasting taxpayers' money, which he did the same thing. He called out all of these things and did the exact opposite. And now after being president, he's calling them out again? Come on. He also said, while in South Africa, he said um, 
Men have been getting on my nerves lately. Lately, uh, He said, every day I read the newspaper and just think, brothers, what's wrong with you guys? What's wrong with us? We're violent. We're bullying. We're just not handling our business. He called out the media. He had veiled references to Trump and how he's treating the media. Yeah. This and is- I was like, wait a minute. That he shouldn't mention the media? Yeah. The bias in the media or call them yeah. out? How many times was he in Fox huh. News? The president shouldn't do that as yeah. president. Health care might seem like a fanged threat to the freedom of the American people on Fox News. It turns out it's working pretty well in the real world. If you watch Fox News, you are living on a different planet. I mean, I think that uh, when you listen to Rush Limbaugh or Glenn Beck, it's it's beyond that. It's pretty apparent and uh, it's troublesome. Wow, that's a lot of nobodies. Newsflash, not all refugees are welcome here. This is just another moment in this presidency where I thank God he's the president. Look at this. He said to The Atlantic, and I quote, in 2008, I was never subjected to the kind of concentrated vilification that you see of Fox News. You started to see that kind of prism being established toward the end of the 2008 race. And obviously, almost immediately after I was elected, it was deployed in full force. It's the story that is broadcast every day on some cable news stations, on right-wing radio. It's pumped into cars and bars and VFW halls all across. We have our divisions, and they are not new. Around the clock news cycles and social media sometimes amplify these divisions. Uh, you know, Republicans, they have their own TV stations, ahead, their own radio. Fox News. They, 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 they've got their own publications, their own blogs. But if we choose to actively seek out information that challenges our assumptions and our beliefs, perhaps we can begin to understand where the people who disagree with us are coming from. You don't have to take my word for it. If you talk to somebody who said, well, I don't know, I was watching Fox News and they said this horrible. In a new Rolling Stone interview, President Obama blames Fox News in part. Okay, all right, Uh, you get the point. You get the point, yes. uh, This can go on and on. It's a montage we put together. I remembered a couple of those specifically, and I went searching for them. I didn't realize how many times he called out the media, social media, in particular Fox News, Sean Hannity, uh, Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, over and over and over again. But now you're saying Trump shouldn't mention the news? He shouldn't call out the media? Wow. Hey, joining us now, Fox News host and author of Liars, Leakers, and Liberals, The Case Against the Anti-Trump Conspiracy, Judge Janine Perot, how are you? I'm terrific. How are you this morning? Doing well. Liars, Leakers, and Liberals. Yeah, there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many of them, I had to write a book about it. <laughs> That's and, right. uh, and I have to tell you, there were people I had to cut out. It was starting to be, uh, there's starting to be too many of them. But I got to tell you, you just heard one of them, Barack Obama. I mean, this guy, uh, you know, uh, that uh, you can keep the doctor in your health care and the red line in the sand and all of the issues that uh, oh, he said. I think he said there are more African-Americans in prison uh, than there are in colleges and universities. I mean, you know, all that stuff is just nonsense. And, yeah, we do take him on when it's not that. Well, yeah, and just um, recently I saw a clip of uh, Obama where he was talking about, um, and I, I want to say it was in the last week or two, about uh, his accomplishments. And he mentioned, and we lowered the deficits. And I was like, yeah, you lowered them after you spiked them to $1.5 and $6 trillion your first two years. Then you lowered them down to about what the overspending per year was under the Bush administration. That's not technically a lie, Judge, but it's, it's a lie of omission, right? 
Well, you know what? Look, there's, there's a difference between a lie uh, in a courtroom, perjury, and all that. But when you're talking to the American people and you mislead them, then that's a lie. As far as I'm concerned, that if you are intentionally misleading them, like you can keep your doctor and your health care, that administration knew, and PolitiFact and everyone else gets it, that uh, that wasn't the case. And he repeated it over and over. How about the uh, Benghazi was the result of a spontaneous protest when Hillary Clinton, the same night it happened, uh, uh, admitted that it was an al-Qaeda-like uh, group. And, you know, they just continue to proliferate what is in their political interest. And now we've got a president uh, who is not taking it sitting down. And he came just at the right time. Donald Trump was just what we needed. No more political nonsense. None of this uh, one hand washes the other, and he's taking on the swamp. And whenever you're the tip of the spear, you can expect there's going to be tremendous blowback. And the book, Liars, Leakers, and Liberals, I talk about, and I look, I've been a prosecutor, a judge, and a DA for three decades. I mean, I know law enforcement, and I know what the FBI is supposed to do. And for the most part, they are phenomenal. And yet, we have the higher echelon at the FBI that was creating the basis for a fake investigation in a political campaign. You know, Lady Justice is supposed to be blind. But uh, it wasn't in this past election. And that's got to be a problem for every American. You know, the FBI can't go around deciding who's going to be president. And uh, uh, when they do that, whether you're for or against Trump doesn't matter, because at some point Trump isn't going to be there. And we've got to make sure that we make the people accountable who are creating uh, these false investigations and, and lying about what they're doing in justice and in the FBI. If we take people at their word for their motivations, the anti-Trump conspiracy, um, they're not acting properly. If they really believe any of the things that they've claimed are true, their, 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 um, their MO is not, is not proper. They're, they're not going to win anybody over. I'm not willing to listen to them when they throw out a bunch of nonsense and the stuff that is. Come at me with facts and say, let's get to the bottom of this. Well, you know, when they when they come at you with their version of the facts, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people buy into it. And, you know, it's part of the Trump derangement syndrome where, you know, the president actually meets with Putin, which is something that every president has done, meeting the leader of the Kremlin for the last 75 years. And all of a sudden, it's treason, sedition. we got to get rid of him. got to impeach him. I mean, there isn't anything this president can do that they won't complain about. And here's the bottom line. The economy's never been better. We've got more jobs than people to fill them. You know, the GDP is, you know, almost at four if it isn't already. And, you know, African-Americans, minorities have jobs and, and are in a better situation than they were uh, in the history of this country. And ISIS is destroyed. There's deregulation, businesses, animal spirits up with business and the economy. I mean, what else do you want? But no, let's trash Donald Trump. Let's lie about him. Let's leak some stuff. And, uh, you know, the left has lost its collective mind. We've been discussing uh, something in the last couple of days around here that I think is being missed. Russia is clearly a problem, Judge. Clearly a problem. Yeah. They clearly meddled. The problem is the right's going, they meddled with Hillary and they colluded with her. And the left's going, take down the president. Because they. how about they screwed with all of us? And we as Americans start saying, let's get to the bottom of it and, and hold them accountable. Well, yeah. and, and but, but look, make no mistake. I mean, these 
five games have been going on for decades, and you know it. And, you know, uh, this is the kind of thing that where Russia meddled. There's no question about it. And they can't be allowed to do that again. And one of the ways that we would stop them would have been by the DNC handing over that server Mm. to the FBI when they found out that it was hacked. But the DNC didn't do that. What does it tell you about the DNC that they were afraid to hand their server over to the FBI? But I'm not going to go there. Let me answer your question directly. Russia has to stop, and no one has been tougher on Russia than Donald Trump. He's got $90 billion in arms sales to the Ukraine, arming them against uh, uh, an invasion by Russia. While the other president stood back as, as Russia annexed uh, Crimea. You know, we've killed uh, hundreds of Russian forces in Syria. While the other guy said, you know, don't cross my red line in Syria. We've, expo- uh, we, we've uh, uh, expelled 60 Russian staffers from the U.S. I mean, you know, this, this is getting crazy. The guy is doing what he's supposed to be doing, and that is holding Russia's feet to the fire economically. But at the same time, they're a nuclear power, you know, and they're the biggest next to us. We better try, if we can, uh, to make to have some kind of a conversation. And, uh, you know, I think it was Abraham Lincoln who said, you know, uh, the one thing you want to do is, uh, I don't know where it is, something about, you know, if you have an enemy, that, you know, try to make him your friend. Uh, you know, until you don't, until you can't handle that anymore. So, um, liars, leakers, and liberals identifies all the frauds, all of the attempts uh, to uh, destabilize an election. It's about the Department of Justice, the FBI, law enforcement uh, getting involved in politics, where for the most part, uh, for years, politicians have tried to influence justice. Now, Justice Department is trying to influence politics. And uh, it's got to end. And it's not a good period in American history. And we've got to make sure that there is an end to it. Russian meddling and all this, this hysteria on the part of the left. Do you, what is your opinion of the president's performance in Helsinki? Look, I you know, look. I accept the president's statement. He said, "You know, I misspoke. I am I surprised? No. I mean, the guy's been going nonstop. He went from, you know, Kim Jong Un, and then to the UK, and then the NATO meeting, and then to Russia. And you know, he said he's always said he believes that Russia meddled. But what do you expect from a guy who's had an investigation of him and a special counsel for a year and a half that's based on a fake dossier that his opponent paid for?" Uh, who actually colluded with the Russians. Uh, And, you know, here we are a year and a half later. There was one iota of evidence that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. Do you think he should be skeptical? I think so. I'm not at all surprised. And I think Americans need to be skeptical as well. Yeah, I don't think there's any proof that he colluded. Um, I think he came across a little bit weak uh, in Helsinki, and and I gave him a lot of credit for his performance in NATO and standing up. I thought he was very presidential. I think he he did what he should have done, and that was stand up to the NATO forces or other countries. Uh, it's some of what Obama did in 2016 and said, hey, you have to pay more. So that's all great. I think he was a little bit weak. Is it possible he is just trying to win over Putin as a friend, 
uh, for negotiation purposes down the road. Of course. Any of that stuff is possible. I mean, we don't know what's going on, but you and I both know that actions speak louder than words. And he's got Putin's feet to the fire. And he's over there mm. in, in Europe saying to Merkel, hey, Germany, why are you buying your energy from Russia? And then you want me to fund NATO to defend you against Russia. You know, I mean, he's hurting Putin where it hurts. Yeah, and I will, so, give, uh, I will give you that. He did call them out when it came to NATO, too. That's not something a friend of Russia's would do, would they? Right, right. And, uh, you know, so he's doing everything he can uh, to make sure that there is pressure on Russia. But, you know, I, I don't expect him to belittle the guy on stage. And, and here's the truth. It doesn't matter what he says or does. The left goes nuts anyway. They went nuts before he took office. And that's why I wrote the book, Liars, Leakers, and Liberals, so you can read all about it. It's Liars, Leakers, and Liberals uh, from Judge Jeanine Perot. Uh, real quick, being so closely um, uh, associated and working so closely with law enforcement over the years, this cry to shut down ICE is ridiculous. Even if people on the left do not like the actions of ICE, it's not the ICE officers or the organization, it's their leadership. This is nonsense. Well, look, and, and, you know, there is the the line between us as a civilized society and a barbaric one is law enforcement. Whether it's an ICE agent or the local cop in Connecticut, it doesn't matter. We've got to have law and order. And the left is insulted in even the thought of law and order. And I think that, Mm. you know, this whole ICE getting rid of ICE, you know, that's gone. We've got to get rid of the illegals who are criminals and in this country uh, illegally and committing crimes and not giving anything to the American people but just taking from us. And that's got to end. It does. People work too hard, pay too much in taxes. We don't need to add anyone else to the, uh, uh, to the bill. Well, and they're not saying, you know, get rid of ICE, abolish ICE, shut down ICE, and replace it with something. So that means we just yeah. have open borders. Is that really what they're indirectly yeah. saying? <laughs> They want a global economy. They want a a global country. Uh, And that's not what America is. That's not what our founding fathers were looking for. It's a great point. So um, anyway, thanks so much for having me Absolutely. Judge Janine, thanks so much for joining us. We'll tweet out a link to your book, okay? Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. It's at Judge Janine on Twitter, uh, Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Judge Janine Perot. And it's, uh, the book is Liars, Leakers, and Liberals, The Case Against the Anti-Trump Conspiracy. You know what that comes down to? We mentioned Keith Ellison with immigration earlier. That you're right. He, he's basically saying open borders. Open borders. And remember, when they say ICE, in my mind, I'm thinking because I want, you know, strong border yes. protection. Oh, you shut down ICE. Oh, and then you start some other organization. Yeah. No, they're not saying that. No. They're saying shut it down. Keith Ellison says uh, we it's uh, unjust to have uh, borders. So they're calling for no borders. It's globalism. She's right. Remember when I said I'm frustrated because I don't feel like there's anybody representing me? Yep. What do you have on the other side? Yep. Nationalism. Yep. The traditional bad nationalism. There's a little more good that comes with that when you're mm-hmm. an American because we're talking about some things I agree with and freedom and protections, but it's still not right. So that's your choice. Do you want the traditional nationalists or do you want the traditional globalists? Yeah. Is, isn't there another choice? Nothing else out there? So frustrating. Quick break back with more on the Morning Blaze. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. 
Believe me. See? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. diverse morning show on the radio hosted by a white guy it's the morning blaze with doc thompson all right uh, are you taken you look you look like you've lost a little bit i have i have i'm so Isn't i'm telling nice? you, you start those pants? actually whoa whoa it's not fitting i was not I'm, fitting no, i'm saying that usually happens you start fitting in other pants oh yeah, 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 yeah. but it's so cool like how regional actually works if you take it Kate Moss. It, it, I, it always does, comes back to Kate Moss. It does not work if you don't take it. No, that's right. You got to take <laughs> you it. Yeah, you can't it. just buy it. No. You also have to use yes. it. Right. Uh, do you remember the Kate Moss quote? I think about no. it all the time. No. While I have some objections to this, I understand her point. Okay. She says, nothing, and Kate Moss is a twig, you know. She said, nothing tastes as good as thin feels. No. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Now, yeah. I'm going to dispute that because there's a lot of good tasting stuff out there, and I love me to eat some uh, some food to eat there. But I understand her point about how good thin feels when you start dropping the pounds, you're fitting into pants. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it really matters. And unfortunately, anytime you're losing weight, it's always delayed by yes. a week or so, and you don't see the you know the upside or downside. It's the same thing when you're gaining. You don't even realize you're gaining because you're like, oh, I ate a little bit. I didn't gain any weight. And it's like Until a week those, later. Those starts, pants don't fit. They don't fit anymore. <laughs> And you're like, oh, I've got to suck it in. You're laying down on the bed. You have to do the bend down and stretch them out. You know, it's not like that. Oh, the lay down on the bed. Is, later, that's, that's, a, one. that's a good one. <laughs> and you're like, just, I'll just ride them below the hips Can I now. get some help? Can you hold that other end? Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. It's a great weight loss product for you. It's only been on the market for about a year, year and a half, and they're having tremendous success. People love it. It's based on something natural called OEA that your body makes. It's found in the Mediterranean diet, and it's a molecule that... It makes you feel fuller, so you want to eat less naturally. You're not as hungry throughout the day, which is most of the problem for most of us. You're just constantly obsessing about food when you try to lose. And, but it also is boosting your metabolism, so you burn more, so you get that added benefit. If it was just about making you feel fuller, it would be wonderful. Yeah. But that extra burning a little bit more helps so much. Log on today to RidUZone.com and pick it up. You will be so happy you did because you can start losing weight. Think about it. How much do you have to lose? 10 pounds? 15? Yeah. 20? You start with RidUZone. What are you going to lose? Uh, f- I, I, most people can lose two pounds a week yeah. pretty easily, maybe yeah. three. Yeah. You're a month away from, from being where you want. A month and a half. That's it. Six weeks. Yeah. You could be all set by the time you head into fall. While mm-hmm. everybody else is struggling with weight loss towards the end of the year, you got this. You would have already been there. You're already there. Yeah, yep. Hold my beer. Yep. Literally, because I'm taking Riduzone and I can't drink it. It has a lot of categories, uh, calories in it. Riduzone.com. R I D U Zone.com. DMX DM saying, what? A Fox News host that's 100% pro-Trump? No way. Now, you're right about that, DM. Here's the trouble when dealing with, with guests like that. Okay. Judge Janine was right. She is right. Right on a lot of that stuff. Yes. There might be a little bit more. Yes. And that gets back to that same debate of nationalist versus globalist. She's absolutely right about the globalist and what the left is doing in this Trump derangement syndrome and the conspiracy against Trump. We showed you the artwork of the people beheading Trump, Trump. from uh, Portland, Oregon. You're right. 
There's a little more to it. There's some people on the right that are being a-holes, too. Yeah. That are getting this stuff wrong. Yes. They're just not as wrong. Yes. So we keep trying to show you. Thread that yep. needle between the two, which is really difficult when is you're it? trying to build an audience. Yeah. Listen, if I came on and beat Trump's ass every day in the most ridiculous of fashions, we would grow like by leaps and bounds. We will. Right on, Doc. Let's behead him. Yep. They'd be screaming. Actually, they'd be going, he's fabulous. Let's behead him with sprinkles. And they're like that. But... Um, or if I just was in the tr- uh, tank for Trump, yeah. oh, I'd be all over me. Fox News would go, but I don't want to host the show. Yep. You know, like that. When you tell the truth, yeah, a lot of people don't want to hear the uh, no, truth. No. They're, they're willing to, hold the, to hear the truth about other people. Yes. They're absolutely hold, willing yes. to hold other people accountable. Yes. Not so much themselves. Yep. Big my tweeting out what I learned today. Is a good judge calling in from the moon or the 20,000 leagues under the sea? <laughs> the phone was yeah. not the best. Yeah, and then go to speaking duck saying, why are the telephones at the place so crappy? Well, you're blaming us. It may be the other end. It may be the other end. Thank you. He's so willing to hold us accountable. Let's hold other people accountable. Yes. Isn't that the message y- that I was preaching? Yes, that, that was the message you were preaching. Uh, you got another? Oh, we'll get to no, The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. diverse morning show on the radio hosted by a white guy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson use that same one like three times in a row maybe we could pepper in a few others uh that's kirk kirk what's going on why are you using the same one over and over i don't know he's got some issues there hey tonight's the night don't forget eight o'clock tonight that free i said free beckinar from uh, glenn beck and tika tawari about Cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. Hmm. Now, yes, you've heard us already mention that this morning, and I'm sure. Why, right Doc? Spackling Duck is uh, probably triggered. <laughs> oh what is yeah, he? spritzing it, Duck it, this morning. Whatever. It doesn't take much to trigger that. I person. know. I understand, and he's triggered. Uh, the good news is, this is the last commercial for it you'll hear this morning. <laughs> and since the seminar is tonight, we're out there. We're out. We're this done. That's it for the morning blaze. Now we're good. Glenn I gotta tell you about, about it, it though. It is <laughs> yes. really solid. Yes, it's it a is. Good thing. Yes. Sign up right now. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is go to Beck. Cryptoshow.com. Beckcryptoshow.com. It's free, and Tika is going to lay out some interesting things. First of all, he'll give you a couple of cryptocurrencies that he's recommending that is likely going to do well. And I can't let the cat completely out of the bag, no, but there's another little piece tied to that that's going to blow you away. So sign up right now, Beckcryptoshow.com. You'll also be uh, eligible for Palm Beach Letters exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. And they're going to teach you all about this stuff. stuff Bitcoin you- giveaway or crypto giveaway? No, bit- I think it's Bitcoin giveaway. Oh. It might be crypto. Okay. No, that one's the Bitcoin, I think. Yeah. Yeah, specifically. Okay. But regardless, you'll find out all about it tonight. Nice. 8 o'clock Eastern time. Sign up. It's free. BeckCryptoShow.com. Randy Sutton joining us now. He's the national spokesperson of Blue Lives Matter. Mr. Sutton, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Wanted to have you on the air because my buddy Mike Opalka called me and he goes, Doc, there's a story out of uh, Dallas. Texas, Dallas area. Of something that happened that was was pretty upsetting, and when I heard the details, yeah, I had to agree with them, and I said we got to talk about this and let people know what's going on. Can you explain what happened with uh, the interim Dallas County Sheriff Marion Brown and a vet, and a, um, a veteran Dallas uh, deputy that killed himself? Yeah, this is really um, a very sad situation. Um, the 
the deputy Omero Calderon was almost a 20 year veteran of the, of the uh, Dallas County Sheriff's office um, served honorably during that time, including being a member of the SWAT team. Um, he suffering from PTSD. Uh, he, uh, he, he disappeared and the people on that, that knew him on the department um, knew that he was, uh, was very, very troubled. So they were, they were uh, trying to initiate an investigation into finding him uh, before it was too late. And like, uh, they had to do some official things like, uh, you know, ping the phone. Um, they were ordered to stand down by their sheriff, not to go search for him. And then they found him dead from his own hand in behind the substation where he worked. And, um, when, when uh, it was time for his funeral, uh, normally, you know, the, uh, the life of a police officer who serves honorably, despite the matter of his death, uh, he is honored by, uh, at his funeral. His family is, is given some honors. That is that uh, the, uh, uh, an American flag is folded and handed to the, handed to the, the uh, widow. Um, uh, taps is played. Uh, procession uh, is usually held, and none of these or, none of these were allowed by the by the sheriff. And what um, was her reasoning did, for not allowing this? I don't understand. Because, you know, well, <laughs> this is this is the this is the sickest part of it. She she doesn't condone suicide. That's why. Who condones so it? She, Who condones suicide? <laughs> and by allowing I, I them, well, by allowing you to honor him and his service is not um, justifying or encouraging or promoting suicide. Those are very different things. You're absolutely right. And uh, I can tell you that the men and women of the Dallas County Sheriff's Office, when I heard about it, uh, I, uh, I, I, I heard about it from some, from some personnel down there. They were so incredibly upset. Um, the morale is in the toilet. Of course, this, isn't, you know, this is a symptom of poor leadership. Um, but this is this this strikes at the very core of of uh, people's hearts who serve because he she insulted not only not only did she insult his memory um, she demeaned the family and um, and every single law enforcement officer in this country saw what happened and I could tell you I I, I did a Facebook uh, video. That uh, that went viral within two days had over a hundred thousand views. Where I called her out on it, and uh, and asked for the asked for the governor to do an investigation because she's not even elected. She was appointed uh, the sheriff when uh, when the last sheriff who was ultra liberal um, uh, resigned to run for governor. But this is a um, this is an elected position, though she was just appointed to it to serve, finish it out. Is that what it is? Correct. But okay. she but she is up for election. Okay. She is so, up for election. Randy, first of all, the investigation needs to happen. The fact that she said "whoa" or "we're not going to go search for him" when we have reason to believe that's investigation worthy by itself. That's serious. That has to do with the safety and security of officers. Any any reasonable person, an employer, a loved one, if you really believe something is possible like this. You say, let's go look into it. Let's investigate. Yeah, perfect example. When I was in the, in the Air Force as a police officer, one of my fellow co-workers killed himself. And we were like, hey, we need to start looking for this guy. 
And we did, and we found out that he killed himself. Yeah, so if you house. believe something... So yeah. you have to investigate this. But the other part is... Randy, this shows her her failure of understanding. It's it's like she's Michael Scott in the office or something. Yeah. Where you just you don't understand. Suicide is completely different. Listen, if Deputy Calderon had been, you know, convicted of some heinous crime and a you say cop. a bad cop or doing something illegal, you say, Okay, maybe right. maybe we don't I get it. It's not a it's not um nobody chooses to kill themselves. Yes, you do kill yourself, but nobody gets nobody sane gets there. In order to get to that point, you are some level of crazy or you are so emotionally unstable, you're not making proper choices. Mm-hmm. This is not the fault of Deputy Calderon. He didn't make a decision to go out and rob somebody. He was obviously troubled. He was suffering from post-traumatic stress. And here's, here's the other part of this, uh, um, Doc. It's the, the suicide rate for law enforcement officers is, is dramatically rising. Um, as as this, the additional stress of, um, of what has been going on societally with the demeaning of law enforcement officers with the lack of respect, um, uh, th- there have been three just in the last um, month or so where police officers actually killed themselves at their place of work. Wow. And um, it's, 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 uh, this is uh, a, a, a symptom of, of, the, um, of what's going on societally. And there, there, is little, there is little that departments are doing to alleviate this situation. And, uh, and that's, that's perhaps one of the, the issues that really needs to be discussed. Yeah, they, there is help. There is help yeah. out there. Um, the uh, I'm about to I'm about to launch a foundation called uh, the Wounded Blue, uh, which will assist nice. injured and disabled officers, which includes post traumatic stress. There is help, and uh, this this uh, sheriff, um, what she did was disgraceful, and she dishonored herself. She dishonored her uh, her sheriff's department and uh, the morale there. Is certainly in the toilet and also dishonored anybody with ptsd anyone who suffers um any type of mental incapacitation emotional um loss i mean sh- she's misunderstood it we know that mental health is probably the the new frontier moving mm-hmm. forward that's it it ties so many different things from opioid addictions and use uh to people sc- shooting up in mass murders or anything like this it's tied to all of that PTSD. We've got more people now with PTSD than ever because we have such an influx, so many new veterans and so many of them that in wars past would have just been killed, but now they return home and they've got so many flaws and we need to help them. She's she's doing a disservice to all of them. And to your point about officers, the officers are now the pressure point. All blame is being heaped on the officers right now. Yes, Anybody that correct. has a run-in with a cop, most of the, I do it, 90-some percent of us, if we have a run-in with a cop today, it's going to be bad news for us, Yeah, right? Not just criminals, but I got a speeding ticket, or I got pulled over for this. No one's like, hey, thanks, officer, right? So the officers have always had that, maybe at times. In fact, yes, at times they have acted inappropriately. The problem is now all blame is being put on them from every angle. And and how are how are you to act as an officer, Randy? How do you how are you supposed to know what's wrong and right? Oh, I don't want to do that. I better not engage because I'm going to be too aggressive. Oh, now I'm now I'm a, a more of a target because I'm not engaged. 
Uh, well, you just hit on on uh, one of the um, most disturbing aspects of what's called de-policing. Um, law enforcement officers now are literally diminishing the number of contacts that they make, um, the, the number of car stops that they make. Eventually, essentially, proactive policing, which is where crime is really solved and bad guys are taken to jail, um, has diminished all over this country. And it's simply a matter of self-protection because these officers know that they – well, well, let me put it this way. Um, I get contacted by literally hundreds of police officers a month as a, as a radio talk show host. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a, my show is Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, and as a law enforcement advocate. I, this, is the common, this is the common statement I hear. I'm more afraid of my own administration than I am of the bad guys. Now think of, think wow. of how, how sad that is and how dangerous that is when police officers are more afraid of being disciplined for, for what is deemed a policy violation, which can be anything. You know, every police department has a policy manual that's about 400 pages long. And, and you, you can run afoul of that. In the event of a use of force incident, police officers now are afraid to use the proper amount of force yeah. because they, are, they, have seen, they have seen persecution and prosecutions. I just had a, I just had a young man on my show who was, after, after uh, uh, using deadly force, he was cleared by everyone three years later. A new prosecutor came in and indicted him and put him on trial for murder. Oh, come on. Oh, it, it's, it's oh, unbelievable. Wow. And the judge threw the charges out but ruined his life. Hmm. Well, yeah, so as a cop, it meant to, if they know about that, so you're the average cop out there and you hear that story and you're thinking, hey, I was clear to something a couple of years ago. Wait a minute. Are they eventually going to come back on me for this? Are they going to go after me again? That hanging over exactly. your head is horrible. It's, it's, uh, it's unconscionable. But you see, police are now being used as political pawns. Yeah. You, know, we saw, you couldn't see a better case than, than Marilyn Mosby, uh, the state's attorney in Baltimore, um, bringing charges against those six police officers. Mm. Her, her statement when, when uh, Freddie Gray died in custody, uh, she came out as a, as, a, as a social activist, not as a prosecutor. And she said, you know, this is, this is uh, our time. Uh-huh, okay. So she, so she prosecuted six police officers. She lost every single case. And the, <laughs> and the judge said, there's no evidence here. And there never was any. Wow. Hey, uh, uh, Lieutenant, you also, have a, you also have a book called The Power of Legacy, Personal Heroes of America's Most Inspiring People. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, you know, um, when I uh, when I uh, became disabled, uh, I had a stroke in my police car, which ended my police career on the Las Vegas Strip, and I was given a diagnosis. That, let me let me say this: the prognosis was not very rosy, and I wanted I'd already written three books about policing, but I wanted to do something as a legacy that would be very positive. So I I traveled this country, this amazing country, and talked to people who've done amazing things with their lives, people like Gary Sinise, 
who's yeah. done so much for veterans. People like Frank Shankwitz, who, while he was an Arizona trooper, created the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Wow. And I talked to each of these people about who their personal heroes were that inspired them. And this book of inspirational stories um, I wrote to encourage everyone to become a personal hero and touch the lives of others. And that's the power of legacy, personal heroes of America's most inspiring people. The book was just released July 4th, and that's on uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Randy, let's talk uh, just for a second about um, some solutions here. What has to happen? So, I mean, people that, you know, point out some of these law enforcement officers' failures you know, where they have killed people that maybe they shouldn't have, they didn't respond properly, whatever. There are some true cases out there. What needs to yeah. happen to try to solve those problems, to say, okay, there are some cases out here that are bad, but we don't want officers hesitating because they put themselves and others at danger. What's the solution? The solution is fairness. Um, they're, they're, you know, you, you keep, especially under the Obama administration, everything changed under him. The the world of policing uh, completely changed because uh, of his policies and Department of Justice, Eric Holder, um, become very, very anti-law enforcement. And people took the lead from that. Um, respect level diminished uh, and uh, prosecutions, um, <clears throat> prosecutions went up, even though very few of them in deadly force cases were determined to be actually uh, improper. Um, there are there. You know, you keep on hearing the word accountability applied to police. There is no group of people that is that is held more accountable. Uh, every police officer is is uh, subject to um, uh, scrutiny by uh, numerous layers of departmental supervision. Then uh, the district attorney in, in each uh, in each jurisdiction. Then the civil courts. See. When a police officer does make, and let me tell you, you have a split second to make a life and death decision. You're not going to be right all the time. You're, you may perceive danger when danger truly um, didn't exist, but you felt that it did. And, and let, let me tell you something very scary that's happening right now in California. The, throughout the United States, the reasonable officer um, uh, is called if, if, if a reasonable officer would have perceived something in such a way, then there is, it's called qualified immunity. So you cannot prosecute a right. police officer. If a reasonable person, a reasonable officer would have surmised danger from this set of circumstances. What California is now trying to do, the, the uh, unbelievably liberal um, state legislator is trying to change the United States Supreme Court's ruling and 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 statutorily um change that law so that for instance if if you point a pellet or a, a, a replica gun at me and i open fire because i perceive that there is a threat there this new law that they are trying to pass would allow you to prosecute me for murder. Okay, see, that's just crazy stuff right there. That's that's the problem. So, yeah, I think it probably is comes down to proper training and understanding from from even the police officer's perspective. Randy, I would love to talk to you more. we got to skate. I'd love to have you back on sometime. Please let us know how we can help with this case and others, okay? 
Thanks, Randy. Uh, Randy Sutton, National Spokesperson for Blue Lives Matter. And we'll tweet out a link to this story in his website so you can check it out as well. Um, this is wrong. She's doing uh, the acting sheriff. Marion Brown is doing a disservice to a whole lot of people, and it's wrong. I get a quick break in before I do, though. I got to tell you about Balm Shot at BalmShot.com. What a great product. Come on. It's good lip balm in a great applicator that works better. Wayne has a great story you can find out about at BalmShot.com. But the real story right now is how you can get six plus a seventh Balm Shot just by using the promo code DOC at BalmShot.com. And a ball cap. And they're going to throw in a ball cap. And free shipping. And free shipping. And good quality Balm Shot. This is almost like Oprah, right? Just giving stuff away. Another one. You get one. You get one. Just go to balmshot.com and try it today. You'll love it. Balmshot.com and the promo code DOC. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning place. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned Chris Cruz's mom is George Foreman. What? We learned the phrase, hey, baby, let me butter them biscuits for you, isn't referencing breakfast. No, it's not. We learned from acting Sheriff Marion Brown, it's possible to glamorize suicide. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Think about what she said. Yes. We don't want to glamorize suicide. We do not support suicide. Who out there is like, wow, suicide looks so glamorous. Yes. Bang. Oh, it's doing that. Edgy. Edgy. You can glamorize suicide. What an idiot. (laughs) We also learned, yes, Mary Brown, you're an idiot. You're a moron. We learned there's a difference between terms male and masculine. Yes. For now. Yes, for now. (laughs) Yes. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Today's show was brought to you by the letter F. It really was. Yes. Uh, how much is a swimsuit photo shoot in New York City? 20 bucks, same, same as, as downtown. downtown. Once again, Doc made a story about him. Did you know that Doc's mom was also a factory worker? I didn't bring that up today. No, but you did bring up about your wedding. I'm not allowed to talk about anything in my life. I talk about your stuff, too, all the time. Didn't we talk about your wedding? No, we did not. Yes, I brought up your wedding yeah, today. Did. And did I brag about it? No, I let it go. Oh, Kirk Jones, come on. Yeah, I'm with Doc on this one. Okay, thank did. you. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know what? Then I'm Anything done. Anything else? No, I'm done. Kirk Jones, spin of the dials, radio style, Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas. Morning, what, if anything, did you learn? I finally learned what 20 bucks, same as downtown means. You didn't know? Uh, You're an idiot. You didn't Perhaps know? we just move on. Okay. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? And yeah, I might say what I learned today. Alexandria Ocasio name sounds like she needs a flamenco guitar strum whenever her <laughs> name is said. <laughs> Kirk Jones, I am directing you to find that flamenco guitar strum, <laughs> yes. and we will use that forever. Tomorrow. That's going to be yes. our branding. Yes, yes. TMB Saddle Chat. Although I have to learn her name. Yes, you do. First, because I just say. Yeah, Alexandria. What do I, keep calling her? I keep calling her Ortega. Ortiz. I don't know her first and middle name, and her last name, I keep calling her Ortega. Yes. It's nothing like that. TMB Saddle Tramp, this is for Kirk. Guys, don't want to look like beta male. Wear Wranglers that ladies love them. Beta male. What did I say? Better. Oh. Okay. okay, so give me that again now with better. I already threw it away. Okay. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. Triggering people to prove people can be triggered does not make a point. <laughs> well, <laughs> it makes a point. Maybe not a good point, but it makes a point. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, stinky tweeting out, no, you do not do something disrespectful. You do not deserve respect. 
Right. If you do something disrespectful, that's not what you that do says. not. That's what that no, you do something disrespectful, you do not deserve respect. Yeah. That is true. Okay. You, the inflection would have sold a uh, the better. Steve 42, rule six, blame others. <laughs> rule six, that might be it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jacko Jada IM say, could Doc be interviewed without interviewing the interviewer? Can I what? Can you be interviewed without interviewing the interviewer? Challenge accepted. <laughs> Hey, I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination. That's on me today. I'm going to admit that. Uh, was that me making it that about was me? You. That was you, Ben. Can I Sorry, you okay. Well, uh, it's Chris's fault. I'll get to him tomorrow. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? Friday leftovers. What is, let's talk about marriage. Good deal. What does Glenn have coming up? Tika Tawari comes back. Oh, good. And what is Glenn wearing today? A Spanx. Well, hey, it's a new world. You can wear whatever you want and identify however you want. Good for you, Glenn. Good for you. <laughs> bold choice. Bold choice. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you are. are. Anya, now you go home. He looks good. No lies. Are you sure? The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.